Hello, everybody. Live from a hot and sweaty Koreatown, it is the Ozone. I'm your host, Omar Miller. I'm here with my brother from the same mother, Terry Miller. How you feeling? Hot. It's hot. It's hot. Just We're like coming that in Astro shirt. Yeah. Coming in hot. Ooh. Nice Houston star right there. Game is on right now. Yeah. Sure what do you think buddy. about that? Um, I'm envious of the people who get to watch it. Ooh, I know. But we got to work, ladies and gentlemen. So we got a nice show for you today. We have a special guest, somebody that's helped me out in my career and has achieved wonderful heights in the career in the in the field of entertainment. We have Makai Pfeiffer on the show today, ladies and gentlemen. He'll be joining us shortly. We're going to speak about the Major League Baseball playoffs, which are ongoing currently. And you would think it would be pretty clear who's going to the World Series, but you never know. Speak about that continuing rash of injuries in the NFL. Was it Dirty Pool that got that man hurt? That bad man, did he get hurt on a reason by design? Uh, and the Patriots struggled a little bit. And big news we got is tonight is opening tip-off for the National Basketball Association. Yeah. Raw! Man, King LeBron James. James. <laughs> yeah. Lead the league. So, yeah, it's time for uh, King James to kick off his quest. And I'm interested to see how it's going to start because they did it on purpose to start with high drama and animosity. Well, you know what? They didn't plan that out. You can't plan that out. What are you talking about? They set the schedule like that. Of course they planned that out. Well, I'm talking about Ky the Kyrie situation. You can't plan that. The well, they can't. The schedule's they can't already made. No, it's not. When did they make it? Last week? Why they can't? <laughs> no, they, they make it. I think they make it. No. They do that on purpose. No. Just like they decided last Well, they might have decided that Boston was going to play, but we didn't know that the drama of you know Kyrie being on Boston was going to be there. No, they didn't know that. Yeah. I think that I think that what they do is they take the playoff matchups oh, no so they stay with what was most recently, you know, in everybody's mind and the last series before the finals for the Cavs was with the Celtics. Right. So they go with that. Uh but then again, I don't know about that because then they go Golden State and the Rockets, which now there is no way, you know, the firepower that's down there now, still no defense, but the firepower that's down there is very interesting to see what's what. Well, you know what? And I'm not a crazy Golden State fan, but they do have nice defense at Golden State. That they don't yeah, they're serious for. about that. Yeah, they don't get credit for it. And you saw Draymond said something about that. What Dre say? It was Dre Day. Yo, hit him, Dre. <laughs> Dre. Yo, Dre. What's up? Yeah, Dre said, uh, he said, you know, they, he said, what do you think about facing Chris Paul and James Harden in all an opening night? And he was like, you know, they're good, but I, I don't know how serious them dudes take defense down there. <laughs> <laughs> That's just like, everybody knows. He kept it 100. Defense is not serious. Not on any Dan Tony squad Dan ever coached not ever. He, that's the last thing he wants to talk about. Is He's worried about getting 60 to 75 threes up. Got to put him up. Shoot it. Put it up. <laughs> he wants to put it up. Does. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, I think that we're on high alert. We're on high alert for high drama. But I want to talk about what's going on most pressing in the world of uh, of sports, which are the baseball playoffs. Serious business going on It's right serious now. business. Now, as it would look like, you would think that it's going to be after the first couple games, I mean, thrilling games of the National League Championship Series. National pins and needles got you sitting on the edge of your chair right now. I'm every every single game is a tight one in the American League. The first two games had a I think a combined score of six runs, five runs, something like that. Two one, two one, two one, two one, one two, one two. Check yeah, Mike, Mike, check and, a one, and uh, and you're seeing the best players in baseball. That's what I really like about it. Yeah, and everything gets tight now. Things are tightening up. The, the you know last night we saw some bad pitching, which led to some bombs. But other than that, you don't. How many home runs have you seen, really? JT cut let let go. Justin Turner. Oh man, that all was, the anniversary of Kurt Gibson's bomb. Crazy, that's, right? That's unreal. 
That's crazy. That's unreal. Now, 29 talking years about ago? It, uh, 29 years to the day, and he goes deep dead center. Yeah. Now, why do you think Joe Madden decided to come back with John Lackey when the night before Justin Turner had already busted him up? Well, I would like to see what their depth chart is looking like because they're going back to the same guys, and you're starting out, and you're going to John Lackey. If you're going to go with starters, though, why don't you pull out somebody who's credible? I mean, get somebody who can actually look like they can shut down, you know, shut it down. John Lackey's at the end of his career. Yeah, and he was a bulldog for sure. Yeah, and he did his thing. He, he was a great pitcher. But what he's done now is that everybody knows, the good hitters know, they lay off the pitches in the dirt. They get him in the hole. Now you have a hitter's count, just like JT did, and go to launch. Go to launch. Yeah. Now tell me your theory, because I feel like you have a wonderful theory when it comes to – I feel like you have a, a great theory when it comes to – starters pitching well i feel in like the, in, not in starter situations right right they need to start off with clean innings and also the rhythm is off because everybody is a creature of habit so if you bring in a john lackey who doesn't get to stretch and warm up like he normally does it's sort of different now some of the cagey veterans they can do that but for most most part all of the starters have a problem coming in in relief we saw chris sell have a problem we saw who else was it it was just a problem starting the game too uh-huh. though he Justin gave up Verlander. Seven. now we see john lackey they could do it, but they need to start off in a clean inning, and they also need to have Max a long Scherzer. Uh, Max Scherzer, and you also need to take your time to prepare to get mentally. I think it's a mental preparation as well. Yeah, these guys think about starting their game right and their game probably plan. the day before, two days yes. before the game is actually happening. Yes, and then you. That's all- not the relievers' approach. The relievers' approach is. I'm hyped up on adrenaline. I'm coming in. I'm Where's shutting it down. Bull? Yeah, let's do it. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, and and you see these guys, and they're not like that. I mean, they they take time to get loose and you'll see him rush a John Lackey in within an inning what in the middle of an inning half an inning or something like that that's not his normal his normal gig my thing was is in that situation we're talking about the Cubs uh, Dodgers game folks in that situation you bring Lackey in he got two outs I do believe and then he walked Chris Taylor that was the point that you needed to go to someone else. It's easy to Monday morning quarterback, obviously, but I felt like that was clearly the point when you needed to go to someone else as opposed well, to – should have went to with somebody else a long time ago with uh, just getting new players. Hector Rondon, Pedro well, you know they got, But they tried it's because I'll say this. They, they got did. Justin, <laughs> uh-huh, they tried. <laughs> they, they got Justin Wilson who from the Tigers, who was having a fantastic year as a closer for the Tigers, and I know because he was on my fantasy squad. You appreciated the year. I appreciated his work. A nice bottle of what? A nice bottle, 98, he gives you. Oh, nice bottle, He throws, jeez, 96, 98, something like that. the left side. Yeah. But the thing is, is then he got over to Chicago, and he hasn't been able to find the strike zone. When but you Cubs still gotta got to ride him, though. You can't just, I agree. You just can't, like, they call, him, call Edwards. You they, can't left just, him, they left him off the roster. He's not even on the, They can't ride him because he's not even on the roster. Yeah, see, that's not acceptable. But you'll take John Lackey and try to ride him just by namesake. That's not enough if you want to win this thing. But the thing about the Cubs is that they've been there before, so now you don't have to worry about them being in panic mode. So they feel like they can come back. And I actually feel like they're going to win this game tonight because Kyle Hendricks is not a hard – he's a soft tosser. You know, he hits yeah. his spots, he changes speeds, and that's what really gets guys out. This seems like the most effective way to pitch nowadays because everybody's so hyped up on velocity nowadays that everybody's sitting in there just ready to crush something. Yeah, and guys are swinging as hard as they can with – pitchers throwing as hard as they can which results in more distance yeah which you saw Ty Frazier do last night he just stuck his bat out and went out went deep to right field off of some hard heavy cheese yeah sink piece wasn't it yeah didn't didn't drop away yeah and you know I think I think you're right about that I think that the starters need to come in in a scenario when they're ready to do that they need to come in in a scenario it needs to be very specific right you know, and and even like a guy like Verlander. Verlander actually, Chris Sale and Verlander, when they came in in relief uh, out there in Boston, both of them actually pitched well 
after they gave up. After yeah, they gave up the booty. Which is, as a starter, not that big of a deal. Right. If you give up two runs in the first inning as a starter, that's fine. You might go. You might give up two over seven. Right. But Max Scherzer did the same thing, you know, and he ended up giving up four, but two Ernie's. Yeah, but that was a. I mean, that his that was team was his team was on the take. Yeah, that, they let him down. They let I him mean, down. Jay Worth, Matt Weeders, we can't. You can't do that. No, come on, man. I mean, we have a lot to to cover because we didn't. We we covered it before the games, but. I said the Cubs were going to win, fell for the banana in the tailpipe, thinking that somehow or another the Nationals weren't going to be the Nationals. I think it's time for you to add Dusty Baker to that list of people that need to retire. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, along with the, the football uh, quarterbacks. I'm ashamed of myself because I bought into it and felt like that Dusty Baker might finally be able to get over the hump with all the talent he has. Crazy but, talent. But he does everything that he can. It's a nice guy. but it, Nicest guy. Yeah, but he does everything that he can to lose. I mean, if Max Scherzer can pitch two innings in middle relief. Why can't he start? Why can't he start? Why he can't? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> he is the best pitcher in baseball, yes. arguably. It's either him or Clayton Kershaw. It's not like so a, let him. So let him get out there. And if he gives up the booty as a starter, he just gives it up as a and starter. And then you bring in Gio, but Gio got a four run cushion and then fell apart. Gio, who is the homie, had a four run cushion and messed around. I, I just can't believe this. Messed around and walked the leadoff runner when you got a four one lead. Can't do that. You can't do that. You got to go right after them guys. They go deep, make they go hit. deep. Yeah, make them hit the But ball. you can't walk people. You can't give up. You know, you can't go deep in counts. You have a four-run cushion. If you watch the game, you'll recognize that when pitchers, good pitchers especially, have a lead, they pitch different. Exactly. It's a different game plan now. CC last night. Yeah. You gave him that cushion, and he went to work. <laughs> went to work. Especially with that bad strike zone umpire had. I mean, that dude's strike zone was all over the place, and, and CC took advantage of it. Yep. And yep. that's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to, but if you give CC a four-run lead, a three-run lead, he's going very, to be, be very difficult for be, you to get all yes. four of those or all three of those yes, back. He might even give back one or two. You know, he actually he had that big lead and he walked someone. The, he walked the 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 leadoff batter and he looked like he was sick with himself in the uh, like, on the mound. I, I know better. Than this. I'm like, wait a minute. I know better. They didn't give me 161 to do this. I didn't That's get 161 million for to walk a leadoff runner after getting a five-run lead. Now, let me ask you this, though. When you talk about John Lackey and whatnot, why can't Jake Arrieta come in in relief in that situation? I have no idea. He seems like he would be better suited to come in relief than John Lackey. And then come back and start. Exactly. Just, if nothing else, because of his physical conditioning. Now, I'm looking at they have Brian Dunsing. Let's yeah, see. they had Mike Montgomery, Hector Rondon were the guys who were actually warm. Those yeah, guys and, were actually and, loose. And Mike Montgomery is struggling. Terrible. I think his ERA is in the 20s. Wow. Yeah, that's because they touched. That's because the Dodgers had touched him up just before. Yeah. And, and Pedro and, Strope. And, yeah. Well, I think Pedro Strope might have already thrown in that game, actually. Um, but it, it it all goes to say, in October, the best play the best, and that includes the managers. Yes. Because what you see is, is honestly, Dave Roberts kind of introduced a new style of managing last year. Yep. And it worked very well for them because I don't think people really give him credit for what he did last year. The Dodgers had a lot of injuries last year, and he was able to plug, you know, and, play. plug and play with duct tape and bubble gum and and get to the get within you know two games of of advancing to the World Series. Well, if you look at those lineups that he's putting out there now, and you match it to the Cubs lineup, there's no way that you would even think they would be able to contend. No way, or to compete. With no them. Adrian Gonzalez. Come on, man. An ineffective Cody Bellinger. No, uh, no Corey Seager, and Puig batting in the eight hole. So we're hitting you with Culberson and Logan Forsythe. And Who, by the way, is balling surprisingly. And now they're winning. 
So, you know, you have to give him credit. I wouldn't, still wouldn't want to roll with it, that kind of lineup, because eventually it'll catch up with you. Because but, but for right now, it's going right down. Now, it's working because actually you can feel that the Cubs aren't what they were last year. You can really feel it. Yeah. You can feel it. And even the Cub, you know, front office feels it. You know, they know. Yeah. 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 yeah it, we had a good time, actually. We, uh, we got to speak to some of the Cubs' ownership at the Chavez Ravine. Great guys, actually. Yeah, makes really, it, really good Makes guys. it hard to root against the Cubs because uh-huh. their owners are such fun they, guys. So nice. Yeah, really, really cool guys. They had a lot of respect every time they see you. Just, you know, they love the game. They love their team. And I'm happy in that sense. I'm happy that they won. They invited us out to Chicago to watch a couple games. Yep. I told him I didn't know if I could make it because I didn't appreciate all the celebration that goes on every time I go out there. He said, oh, well, this time if we know you're coming, <laughs> we won't celebrate. <laughs> we'll do it indoors. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Great line. Great line, Tom and Tom. Uh, but yeah, so it's an interesting scenario. I personally, right now, it's uh, I still think that it's going to be the Dodgers and the Astros, and Looks I like think it. that Corey uh, Seager will be back for that. And honestly, I'm going with the Dodgers. Uh, I've been thinking about it a lot, and the Astros are a juggernaut. <laughs> the yeah. Astros are a serious problem because they got all angles. Only weak link that I see is deep starters, not the deep meaning you're back into the rotation. Right. And um, certain relief, I'm not. But that, that that situation last night with Will Harris was completely confusing. That's shame on the Will, Will Harris. On Will Harris, he though. shook off Evan Gaddis, and basically they would have to take control of that situation. I don't think that it'll happen if, again. If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, the game three, Will Harris is in in relief. Aaron Judge, who struck out a record 22 times. By the way, he just struck out again. I saw it. Lance McCullers gave it to him. Uh huh. And uh, and he's he struck out a ton of times. He gets ahead of him with an off-speed pitch. Then he throws the fastball right down the middle, to which Judge fouls it right back. Everybody's ever played any level of baseball, higher level of baseball, knows when a guy fouls you right back, he is on you. He's on you. And and if you know, if you foul a guy right back, chances are you're not going to see that pitch again, unless a guy just has like plus plus stuff and he's like, forget it, just get it out. Yeah, like Aroldis Chapman or somebody like that. Will Harris does not have plus plus. <laughs> Will Harris does not have plus plus. He does not even have must must. He doesn't even have plus. <laughs> he just has stuff. <laughs> and uh, and he got took deep, you know. So this this kind of stuff, I'm I'm interested and to he's see. Shaking off the catcher, and I would like to hear that conversation when they went to the dugout. That's what I told you last night when we yeah. spoke because I was yeah. telling you I would like to hear that conversation because Evan Gaddis, he shook Evan Gaddis off. I do believe twice. Shook him off a couple times. Yeah, Gaddis, I wouldn't be. And surprised even John Smoltz said something about. It. I wouldn't be surprised if Evan Gaddis told him what was coming. Yeah, <laughs> it's like all right, here comes the cheese again. Here comes this pus. <laughs> here comes this pus. Yeah, and and he grooves it and gets smashed. Groove me, baby. Tonight. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, nice. Yeah, so, you know, I'm interested to see what's going to happen there. Um, we got a long ways to go, though. This series and uh, this October so far has shown you, you actually don't know what's going to happen in baseball. Which, which is, is great. Which is which is what makes it superior to the other sports, in my opinion. Now, the Astros, the Astros right now, they're the smaller market in the whole thing right now, right? Yeah, they're, they're yeah, easily, by far. The, by far, the smaller. You got the I Yankees, mean, the Cubs, and the Dodgers. Come you, on. I, you're talking about... Two of the potential biggest World Series matchups of all time if you go Dodgers-Yankees or Cubs-Yankees. Those ratings will be through the roof. And unlike the rest of sports, I don't feel like Major League Baseball is going to cheat and make sure that the Yankees make it or make sure that one of the, you know, in the National League, one of the big market teams is making it. That's just how well, it's going. Yeah, and, it, and it's hard to cheat in baseball, not it like is. football and basketball where you can have one ref that's a rogue agent. Baseball, you need a whole bunch of people in on the fix. Yeah. And the pit, the strike zone, the you know. the it's a lot of stuff that has to happen. There's a lot of variables that are going on there, and I don't think that you can do it. Now, the last thing that I want to cover in the world of Major League Baseball 
is something that we spoke about on the Ozone uh, back in April. And I think it may come to bite the uh, the Yankees. Which is? Dylan Patances can't pitch. Yeah. They messed up his head. They've messed up his head. They scrambled his eggs soft. 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 How would you like your eggs? Oh, you know what? I'll take a scramble soft. Please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, some cheese on the side because he still throws 98. Still throws 98. Problem is his mechanics are messed up. And he's, I think more than his mechanics are messed up, his mental mechanics are messed up. He's flawed right now. Yeah. And this is and a that's, serious that's problem. a product of what they did to him. That's a product of arbitration. If you don't know what happened, we spoke it on, on it on the Ozone at the beginning of the year. Deline Batances, who without question was one of the uh most I, dominant relievers in all of baseball. I, that's what I'm saying. He's he was up for the for the most valuable reliever uh conversation. Easily for the past four years, three yeah. years. Now this year, he struggled during the year. He had stretches when he was completely unhittable, like himself. Then he had other stretches when he couldn't get anybody out. And now they put him in in an eight to nothing game, and he walks the first two batters. And he's all over the place. I mean, literally. All Honestly, over. it's dangerous to get in the box against Dylan Batances right now. And if you've ever seen him in person, the dude is a giant. He's really like six eight, six seven, yeah. something like that. He's really big. He's and a big dude too, not He's like a wiry. Bigger than Aaron Judge. Yes. Everybody now knows how big Aaron Judge is based on you know they constantly put out oh six seven two eighty. I'd be amazed <laughs> if Deline doesn't weigh three hundred something pounds. I would be very amazed. He's a giant. He's like Shaquille kind of big. He's, yeah. a, he's a really, really big well, you, guy. You see him and, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm sorry. You see him and it makes things uncomfortable. It does. Because people are going to point and kids are going to run. <laughs> uh, but but he's also lights out. That's part of the reason. He was lights, lights out. out. He, he was, was lights out. And the Yankees need him in the back of that that rotation. I really believe that because eventually they're going to catch up with Dave Robertson. That's what I think. I don't think Dave Robertson's going to be sharp. The whole playoffs, but you never know. He's a veteran, right? Um, and then you have Conley, who's a young kid who also blows cheese, but, but he's out. Of, he's a little bit. His, his he's control is out there. Turns. Yeah, Throw exactly. Ninety nine, but and you got Chapman, who now actually is locked in. But the Astros just seem to know how to hit, yeah, because they hit velocity very well, and they hit good pitching, which is very, very rare and important. Yep, especially in these kind of games. Yep, tight was, games. Yeah, this is the, that game last night was the first game that you know the, actually there was a wide margin where you feel like. You know, this is games out of control. I honestly thought that the Astros still might come back on them, though. In the ninth? Or just late? Just late. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those it, games where you turn it off and you 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 wake up and then you come back three innings later and you're like, oh, wow, 8-7. <laughs> kind of like that Cubs game the other night. Yeah. Kind of like that Cubs-Nationals game the other night. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how this shakes out because, you know what? If the Yankees pull this game off today, you got a different series on your hands. Yeah. Because Severino looked really good. He yeah. looked like Severino. But then he got hit on his hand, though. How do you think this? They say he got hit on, a for, on his forearm. I do believe he's okay, they say. Okay. He, they, you know what they said that I really liked? What they tell you? They said he was hopping mad because Joe Girardi took him out. And he was mad like the whole next day because he said, no, I'm fine. I think the kid has a problem because he can't control his emotions in big games. He honestly, he obviously showed up had, the other night. He obviously has the stuff, but he just has a problem controlling. He showed up once, but showed up once. You know, but he obviously has a problem controlling He's his emotions. He pitched twice. Well, he's pitched. It I don't remember the other one. Didn't he pitch well in the second game against Cleveland? It hmm. was. It was just the game. It was the first game that he got. He actually won. I think. I think the game that the Yankees won one to nothing with Greg Bird hitting the home run. I think that was him. I think he was the starter in that game. Anywho. 
uh, you have then you got Severino and Tanaka coming back, and both of them gave up a combined one run earned over I think twelve thirteen. Because you're talking about the Astros coming back with Verlander and Keiko, and Keiko actually owns the Yankees. I agree, I agree, but the games were tight. And in those tight games, they can go either way. That's my point. Yeah, they, The tight games can go either way. And if we're going to go with defense, I would have to definitely go with the Astros because the Yankees, you know, I don't I don't feel like the defense is tight Even like though that. Cameron Maybin surprised me last night. That was I terrible. What was terrible that? work. He and just, everybody was looking at him like, what are you doing? He ran under the ball like and then he didn't even extend his foul. arm. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't understand. Um, but, yeah. So we, got, so, we got that. We got that in the world of Major League Baseball. I want to move into football because I lost my fantasy game again. Well, how many? What's your, what's your record? Two and three. How do you feel about that? Or am I two and four? Uh, I don't feel good because I can't seem to navigate the bye weeks properly. They keep getting me where two guys are on a bye week, so I have to run to the waiver wire and pick up somebody. And in football, the guys you pick up on the waiver wire are usually not really that productive. I think that you can find a lot of nice pieces on the waiver wire nowadays, especially since there's so many injuries. It's a lot of injuries. So I would go as far as to say there is a plethora of you, injuries. You're going with a plethora. Yes. Nice yes. word. Thank you. Thank you. Pulled out a plethora. I've been working on it. I had to pull him out. I put the cameras on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, I, I, it didn't work out well for me. Surprising to both of us, Derek Carr actually did play for the Raiders. Yeah. I'm surprised. He wasn't effective, really, but he played. No, he wasn't effective. He was out there. And I think that I'm honestly – I'm not surprised about the Raiders, but I'm very disappointed in him because he's their whole organization, and I don't understand why you would bring him back like that. It's just the whole organization is just not that important to win that game. You know, it's important or, to win that game. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta have it. <laughs> they need more cowbell. Ah, they need more cowbell. <laughs> it's not that important, dude. Let let Carr sit down and heal his back because all he's he's one hit away from being Tony Romo. Man, literally. Wow, I didn't even think of it yeah. that way. Come on, and and those guys are going to go for it. Yeah, and then you everybody can't be up in arms when he gets hurt. That's a shame on the Raiders. They should keep him on the sideline until he's ready. Yeah, yeah. Now, what do you think about on the flip side? Even though the Raiders lost on the last second, uh, it wasn't like they got smoked, but they lost on the last second field. Yeah, but they're goal. playing against the Chargers. Yeah, playing against the Chargers. The Chargers are terrible. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Your boy Jay Cutler pulled out a dub. What's going on with your Falcons? How did the Dirty Birds let old? Ty Jay Cutler pull out a pull out a stoner Jay Cutler pull out a, uh, a once dub. again we have to the the Falcons aren't going anywhere they need a new coach because that coach does not want to run the ball doesn't want to run the and ball and you're giving me the, now I'm Tevin Cameron Tevin Coleman Ka- Coleman mm-hmm. and and uh, Devonta, Devonta Freeman. Freeman can't get enough touches hey man you, you guys look- are the high power offense you got the lead now pound pound you got two why are they back? allergic to running the football in Atlanta exactly they turned into the Saints. By the way, who have a great defense right now. What's up with that? It's been the last few weeks. If you're on the fantasy board, you should pick up the Saints defense. They're real. Yeah. They gave me 30 Sean last Payton, week. Sean Payton got serious about it. Yeah. But you know what? But the Saints actually ran the ball last week as well. Even though I can't really say that a great defense gives up 38 points in a game. But No, but it wasn't. But that wasn't the defense that gave that up. You know, they got it, they got it on uh, picks and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, turnovers. They got was it, a fumble in the end zone and things like that. And so on and so forth. But yeah, but but back to this coach. Why do the Atlanta Falcons have? Uh, why are they averse to actually running? I don't know. The ball? I do think it's an ego thing. I don't know what it is with them. But I think it's they an actually ego lost thing. a Super Bowl because they refused to run the ball. Let's see, literally five times. Five times equals almost five minutes. What do you got? Five minutes is probably what three forty. They needed the whole clock 
just to come back, let alone to yes. win the game. Yes. The Patriots needed the entire second half to come back. To keep them off to keep Tom Brady off the field, and they refuse to do it. Refuse to do it. And now they're still refusing and now they're to do it. Because they're up 17 ever, to nothing? There's never any reason to lose to Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler shouldn't even be in the league. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Nobody wow. likes nobody likes Jay Cutler. Not like you know, like Dude, that. Jay's not cool. He can't sit with me. I don't know if nobody likes him. But I don't, I don't think uh, I don't think Jay Cutler, you know, obviously Stephen Ross, who owns the Dolphins, likes him. I don't think he likes him. Gates wanted to bring him in because that's his man. I want to bring in my man. Brought in his man, and he got him a dub last week. Yeah, well, that was a surprise to me. Well, they were up. What was it? Seventeen nothing, twenty nothing, or something crazy. And then you watch the score slowly but surely. The uptake, and I'm thinking to myself, Are you kidding? And they shut down Julio Jones. I don't care if you pick the ball off. If I have to throw it to Julio Jones 15 I times, force I got to force the issue. But I'm not going to let the Dolphins shut me down. Not there. Not like that. <laughs> not like this, guys. <laughs> not in front of my fans. <laughs> Shout out to Sugar Hill, anybody who doesn't know. Uh, and you said, you know, you saw the Patriots struggling with the with the Jets. You knew they were going to come back because it is what it is. But they look bad early. Well, and they look bad late. <laughs> so they look I, bad late. I just think that we're finally starting to watch Tom Brady, you know, the league catch up with him. Yeah, I mean, Father Time is undefeated. Yeah, and it's not his fault, but you can see that he's just a little tick behind. Yep. His passes aren't as sharp or where they're supposed to be. I saw him throw the ball up, just literally up for grabs. He needed. He needs, and and the thing I think too, he needs all of his weapons. He needs them all, and especially since he relies on Julian Edelman so much that he wants. Yeah. You know, anytime he gets in trouble with his checkdowns, he can always rely on Julian Edelman to be running a crossing route underneath something. And then what they were doing too, which I give kudos to the refs, were is that they were uh, calling all those pick plays that the Patriots run because they're known for running pick plays, and their whole playbook is full of pick plays. And now I wonder what it is that makes one crew decide. You know what? Today's the day. We got to call the pick place right <laughs> and you know what and maybe it was uh, uh something where the jets coach called up and said hey you know what you need to watch him for the pick play hmm because i'm sure that the league has been complaining about him because they do it all the time and it all the teams run pick plays but the patriots whole schemes are they're designed around the pick play you know so you watch all the crossing routes and grunk they'll pick somebody so grunk can end up wide open you're like wow grunk is wide open who would do that but you see yeah. the defender laying on the ground because he got picked yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I just want to take a moment of silence for the undefeated record of the Kansas City Chiefs. Had to happen. Mm. <laughs> You're happy. You're a Dolphin fan. <laughs> Dade County, baby. I'm down there. But uh, you know what? This is a very interesting, even though I think they play in Broward. But it's, uh, it's uh, you know, that was a good game that Antonio Brown bailed out your boy. Yeah, big man. All day, A.B. bailed out Big Ben. And, you know, watching them, I don't think the Steelers are going anywhere. Because Definitely. And then they rode, you know, they rode your boy Le'Veon. Finally. till the wheels fell off. But he's, They need to. Yeah, but he's still not as effective because they know that they can, you know, Big Ben is not what he used to be. Right. He, he used to be able to scramble and get out of when you try to sack him. They try, he can run around the field for about 20 seconds and make something happen. That's not there anymore, which is going to bring down there. And Martavius Bryant is asking to be traded now. Wow. Yeah. They got they have problems down there, and I also never really felt the coaches work like that that much. You didn't even like Mike Tomlin. I don't know why, because he never in big games he always had a problem. I have a problem when you have a problem in the big games where your game plan is, just doesn't seem like I mean, it's he's right. One two rings, he's got him two, but that's when Big Ben was like could have run three or four. To be honest, he ran to the Ravens. They could have they could have well, I didn't think that was 
they weren't better than the Ravens. But I, I meant that uh, the one that I went to down in Dallas at Jerry World uh, against the Packers, they could have won that one. Right. They could have won that one. Um, but speaking of the Packers, did you think it was a late hit on Aaron Rodgers? No. I mean, I'm so sick and tired of everybody acting like Aaron Rodgers walks on water. Aaron Rodgers needs to play the game. They've already adjusted the league so much that it's it's just a corporate league right now. You change the rules from Tom Brady, you change the rules from Peyton Manning, and now what are you going to change the rules? How are these guys going to be so fast and so big, running full speed, and then stop on a dime because he threw the ball? I can't do it. If you got a 275 pound guy who runs a four four forty or four six or whatever you want in the fours, right? And he's running full speed trying to sack you, and then you pass the ball, and you think that he's going to stop, it's not possible. He didn't do it with malice. He drove him into the ground. They're taught to stick the guys. Drive you into the ground. Yeah. Wow. Tom Brady, when what was that, against Cincinnati when they went low on his legs? Now you got the Brady rule, so now you can't go low on the quarterback's legs. I mean, where where is it that you can do? Why don't we just let him stand back there and play flag football? Well, it's very similar to the rules that they changed in baseball. You have Russell Posey. I mean, that, that play – Pretty much was the insurance run that the Dodgers needed. Sure was in that in the championship. But they said game. in that play he touched the plate. I don't agree. I thought that the final ruling was about the blocking the the, the plate. I thought the final ruling was oh. that he scraped the plate. No, 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 no. It was about it was about him. It was about Wilson Contreras giving him a lane. And Give me the lane. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know how you can root for that unless you just recently started watching baseball, really. That's the only way that I can see that you being a part of that rule and feeling like that rule is a good idea. Yeah, you know, and any purist who watches the game, nobody is really literally down with that. We've had two guys get hurt now. We've had uh, Buster Posey get hurt directly, and you had uh, not Ruben Tejada. Yeah, Ruben Tejada. Was it Ruben Tejada? Yeah, Ruben Tejada. Yeah, that second got hurt. with Chase Udley. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now those two plays directly resulted in rule changes that now – have actually factored into the games in high-level areas. This is the same thing, actually, with Lobaton that got picked off, in mm-hmm. back-picked in, that, uh, in the deciding game of the division series. And Lobaton gets picked off even though he got back to the bag. If you've ever played baseball, it's very difficult to keep your foot on the bag. It, and the reason I'm back on this is because you were talking about the momentum that a guy mm-hmm. has. It's very difficult to keep your body completely contorted on a bag Running While you're full running speed, full speed, yeah, running full speed, and not hurt yourself exactly in an attempt to make sure that you don't hurt the other guy who has played his whole life and been taught how to not get hurt exactly doing these plays. And so when they lay the tag on him and that joker slides through the bag and you got the tag on him and you hold it there for five, six, seven seconds, five, like five seconds. Yeah, can and, I get timeout? Yeah, and and I hit the bag. You don't want me to come off at all. There's got to be some kind of leeway. There got to be gotta, some kind they of. They got to do something. You can't just have these guys stop on the dime. Just like your man got stuck in mud last night when he got picked off. Yeah. Didi yeah, 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 yeah. It's a, it's a, the rule changes are tricky because you want to keep the essence of the game. Nobody wants to see guys getting hurt, I yeah. don't think, in any sport. But what I've found is, is if you are taught to play fundamentally and you execute fundamentally sound play, you don't usually have to worry about getting hurt, to be honest. And not that many catchers complained about getting clocked at home plate. Some of the guys I used to play with, they used to actually enjoy the home play collision. It's a, it's we we sat next to Mr. Dave Winfield at the baseball game, yeah. and he was talking about how now if this was in my time, <laughs> I would have just knocked that man on his butt. Yeah, and, and it is what it is. As well, Mike Sosha, as any of those guys, yeah, all those guys, yeah, and, no and it changes the game. It changes the outcome, just like that putting up four fingers. 
Just like putting up four fingers. Ugh, come on. But anyways, back to football. Sorry. Side check you guys back to baseball. But uh but yeah, this is this is the, the NFL's really in the squeeze here because between the rule changes, their stars getting hurt, the president being involved, Cheeto being involved with protests and political yeah. stunts. Calling back behind the scenes to talk to these owners all with the majority. Channel. Yeah, which the majority of them voted for him and supported him. Donors. Yeah, yeah, and, and donors. Yeah, and donors to support I mean, beyond, his campaign. You, you vote who you vote for, uh, but at the same time, being a donor uh, on a large scale is a different animal. Right. Because usually that's wrought with expectation of some sort of, you know, help. And now the NFL is working on trying to make these guys, you know, put in a rule so that they have to actually stand during the, the anthem. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I just don't know. Trucker understand. Dave broke that last uh, last week. Yeah. They're having the meeting, actually, I do believe today, though. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it, it's crazy because but but the league, it just to go to show how divided America is on the issue, the NFL is actually being uh, uh, affected. By people boycotting the NFL. Yeah, and I read an article about that as well, though. There, it's not just the boycott, but there's other things that are going on because you have natural disasters. You have natural disasters. Yeah, you have other forms of entertainment out there now with all the you know the different pay. You have the fact that the games are now on three days a week as opposed to just yes. one like it was before. And yes. then, then two, and now it's stretched to three, and then in a couple of months it's going to be on four days. It's going to yeah. be Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday nights. And it's a wonder these guys can even walk. Yeah, and and what Richard Sherman said last year was that the quality of the actual product goes down, which makes people not want to right. And watch. I think that more what hurts the league more so than anything is just this corporate thing that's going on, where you know you're changing all the rules, you're making it more like arena football. It's not hard nosed football anymore; it's watered down. Well, I think there's another piece as well, which is the protest, but not only the protest for the people who are against Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. There's a, a good amount of people who are protesting the NFL. Because Colin Kaepernick can't get a yeah. job, which is how, you know, the whole situation happened where you had Spike Lee doing his protest where they marched on Park Avenue in front of uh, the NFL's headquarters. You had a thousand people out there who decided to come out just to, to speak, to voice their their own support of his protest. And now Kaepernick is suing the league. And now well, Kaepernick time. is suing the league for collusion. Something yeah. that you suggested Barry Bonds do years ago yeah, because they when they the wouldn't let him. him play. Yeah. Uh, obviously theirs was a different motivation. Nobody was really not letting him play because of a political stunt. Yeah, but, uh, the PED situation. Yeah. And that was just like his untold sentence for, you know. And being a jerk to people for so long. And for being a jerk to the media for a long time. Mm-hmm. But now it's very interesting to see that this is the way this is the way people decided to to get back. I wonder what it was that took Cap over the edge for him to say, you know what, I got to sue. Well, you After know what? all this time, I had read that as well, and let me find that article because what had happened was he had—I uh, do believe—he had went for a position again, and they wouldn't even give him a, a chance. They wouldn't even listen to him. Wouldn't even give him, a, you know, actually tryout or something. No, oh, I would like to hear about that, and that's what just took him over the top. Still think he shouldn't have turned down that sixty million that he had. I think it would come in handy at this time, but at this point. I'd be amazed if Colin Kaepernick ever plays again in the NFL. I think that he's stepped into the world of social activism. And there's a cost that comes with that, and you have to recognize that cost. And with that, you know, your your belief has to be larger than what it is that you're sacrificing. And that's him standing up for that, and all the people who are supporting him actually are risking a lot less than he is in that sense. But it's it's 
it's great to see people united. I just wish that it could be about what it's about. Um, and I wish that there was a clear cut set of guidelines to stop the protests on both sides. Because like I said before, there's no path to redemption at this rate because I don't see anybody doing anything in this sort of situation that the other person, the other group feels is acceptable. Well, not only when you, you know, it's a problem when you have the leader of the free world also involved in something involved in, you know, and he's what, got a lot more other things to do, but, sure he's, does. but he's involved in uh, f- football. Like him and him said, yeah. like him and him said, and it doesn't make any sense. So you have that, that factor in there as well, you know, but let me try to find this article because he files grievance against owners because they actually had done something, which was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, it seemed like to me he was just accepting of, you know, it seemed like he was just accepting of the idea uh, that he was just going to be the the pariah and, you know, the martyr in this situation. It's very interesting to me that he's the one that can't play. And now a, and large, Cutler can. <laughs> and, and, and a large percentage of people who are still protesting can't play, yeah. you know. And the protest that he was clear about is not the same protest that was happening now you know what i mean i don't i don't believe that it's it's the the same thing it's a little bit hijacked let's get another caller in real quick i think we got our college specialist ladies and gentlemen next victim is on the line and he's been pretty hot lately i'm gonna hear what he has to say Hello, college sports specialist next victim you sound like you're trapped in the closet are you okay are you just reveling in the in the idea of your picks and all of the, the the braggadocious rights that you've gained from getting picks right three weeks straight. Talk to me, victim. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I mean, your picks have been good. good. I can't good, front. Man. I just I wish you would be more adamant about them so that I could bet them. That's all I want to know. What what you is know, going I'm kinda, on? I'm trying to be cool, but you know, it's, it's man. I told you to roll with me. You're not listening because you're not you know heavily involved into the college football or college sports scene. But listen to me when I speak. I kind of know this stuff, man. <laughs> All right, Victim I X. I know this stuff. I see you. <laughs> victim Little, I see you out there. Preach. What's happening? I mean, another another big another big upset this weekend, and it's your squad that you love that you called. Clemson came yeah. up short. What happened out there? The quarterback. Quarterback ended up getting hurt. Um, they played the kid, and they shouldn't even play them. Um, played them for a couple of quarters. Um, they came in, they, uh, Syracuse, I love both squads, Syracuse Orangemen. Uh, I think you did something for the Syracuse Orangemen back in the day. I but, did. You know, I did. I got to go show, to the Carrier great. Dome and, uh, yeah. and and watch a game, and I got to see the unveiling of the Ernie Davis statue. Uh, it was a great situation. Nice. Yeah, it was It was uh, the legend of 32 out there, man. It's a it's a very rich history up in Syracuse of, of football. Right. And it's not it's not, you know, publicized very much, but back to this back to my picks to, to next victim X or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> Speak on <laughs> so it. They ended up playing it was Friday nights. It was a big game. I don't know what's going on with Friday nights, you know, high school football, maybe that's the thing. High school is only for Friday night lights. Because these you know, these these college teams, the big teams, they can't play on Friday nights. We seen it happen a couple of weeks ago when I called what SC losing to Washington State. It happened then, and now it's happening again with Clemson going up to Syracuse and losing by three to the Syracuse Orangemen. The quarterback went down. I believe it was the second quarter. 
Um, had a little mild concussion. He shouldn't have played, as mentioned. They got him out there. It was a very entertaining game going back and forth. But, hey, you know, the better team won on this game. Syracuse ended up pulling it out 27-24. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. And what do you got this week in the world of college sports? Wanna get you uh wanna get you on the line to ask a couple questions of our special guest, Makai Pfeiffer. But uh first right. I want to hear about first I want to hear about what do you got for college sports this week? And before that, first I want to hear, did you think that hit on Aaron Rodgers that hurt him was dirty and late? Or do you think that's just part of NFL football? Uh and, and secondly, what do you got this week for college? Man, that was not a dirty hit. I'm a Minnesota Viking fan. That is not a dirty hit. Icon said said the same thing. He was in the process of going for the tackle. If it's Cam Newton, is it dirty? No. If it's Tom Brady, is it dirty? Yes. If it's Drew Brees, is it dirty? It's questionable. So it depends on who the quarterback is for for society or for – sports fans to determine if it's a dirty hit or not wow i'll leave it like that wow well everybody can read between the lines that they want to there but i i hear what you're saying you're saying it has a lot to do with the size of the quarterback and the size slash status of the quarterback in the eyes of america i just saw cam newton the other week slide take a take a you know he slid after he ran and the dude still hit him and they didn't throw a flag in carolina right so the, the dude was out of the pocket. So we all know that we've seen Aaron Rodgers scramble and run. Right. So yeah. he's out of the pocket. So at that point, he becomes, you know, hey, he, he, he becomes he a runner with the football. And he, and, he, and he has a history of extending plays with his legs. Absolutely. We've seen him run. We've seen him skate right down the sideline for 20 or 30 yards after getting outside the pocket. Yep. So was that a dirty hit? Nope. Yeah, feel for, feel sorry for the goat, but he has to. We had to lay him down on the Minnesota Vikings side. <laughs> I guess he feel good about it with his, <laughs> with his purple. Side note: completely unrelated to sports or Minnesota. But did you guys see that uh, that that National Geographic type thing that was found with the Viking bones that were buried in Muslim garb? No. You, did you see no. this victim? No, not at all. Speaking of victim X, so they had, listen to this. So they found some Viking bones, a family of of Vikings from the 1400s, 1500s, that were dressed in traditional Muslim burial garb that that said uh, uh, Allah Akbar. Really? This is a big news on the archaeological front. How how old is it? I think it was 1400-something. I'll look it up while Victim talks about uh, uh, football. Wow. But yeah. You just dropped a bomb on us. But into this college football. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, t- I go through it real quick while you pull up some of that research. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, just one through ten real quick. Alabama, you know, they pulled off a big win over Arkansas, 41-9. to Penn State got the win. Uh, I keep saying the name. Heisman Cannon Trophy um, candidate, Saquon Barkley. Keep your eyes on him. He's the real deal. We had Georgia over uh, number three, Georgia over uh, Missouri. We had number four, TCU over Kansas State. We got Wisconsin over Purdue. Ohio State over Nebraska. Clemson losing. Uh, they was number two. They dropped down to number seven. They lost to Syracuse, as we just previously uh, talked about. Miami over Georgia Tech. The Oklahoma Young Sooners, they came back and got a win. 
But what do you got coming up is what I want to know about. What everybody's on. Everybody wants to know about what's happening this weekend. Everybody watched the games on Saturday. They're trying to figure out, is this next victim character for real? Can this dude keep his streak alive of three big picks looking for number four? The pressure is on. Under pressure. Pressing down on you. Pressing down on tip for them to see. Man, what do you got? Big Give games me. is coming. Okay, let's speak on it. The big game we got: Penn State, Saquon Barkley, going up to Ann Arbor, Michigan versus uh, the Michigan Wolverines. They Ooh. need to. They, they they want to bounce back, right? They want to bounce back up there. Yeah, they won back. Michigan um, got to bounce back after losing to another call that I did a couple of weeks ago. Losing right, to Michigan, Michigan State, State Spartans. So this week I'm going to go with Penn State. I can't go against uh, Saquon Barkley. Can't go against the kid. And I like them all white uniforms. Penn State <laughs> is a traditional style. They traditional style. They play in between the lines. They got two big, big receivers, and their quarterback is a stud. So I'm going with uh, I'm going with Penn State. I suggest you go with Penn State too, Ozone. <laughs> <laughs> So then the next game is uh, the next big big game on the West Coast. It's going to be USC at Notre Dame. USC. Ooh, big game. I'm kind of, um, I, I believe in the kid, Sam Darnold, for, for USC. I believe that him playing away from home and um, not having all this pressure on him, um, being, you know, so-called a Heisman candidate and all that, I think he'll be able to do some work. Um Notre Dame not getting a lot of TV coverage this year, but they're they're ranked number I think they're ranked number twelve this year uh, right. right now. So this game I'm kind of on the fence with, but uh, I got I got to roll with SC. And the reason I'm going with dun, SC dun, is and I'm not a big fan of them, but <laughs> I believe going into Notre Dame and um, with. So many teams losing the Pac-12 this past week, it gives um, USC a chance at the Pac-12 title game. So I think, you know, the early losses in college football always helps with the, um, you know, going into the bowl, the, the bowl time. Right. So I think, you know, SC will pull the win off on the road. So I'm going with all the road teams this weekend. So Penn State, put your pick in, is locked. And let's go with SC. Let's lock it in. SC camp. Uh oh. SC camp. I done kicked my cord out. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this is how we doing. So if y'all want to, you know, make some cheese, make some bread. If y'all <laughs> like what I've been saying for the past couple of weeks, roll with next victim. You know, hit me up on the Twitter. I'm there. Don't listen to nothing that Icon say. He's nasty. <laughs> Hater. So, you know, <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. I got a, I got a question for you. So for me, yes, college football is so tough for me to watch because there's like 10 billion teams. How do you narrow it down or decide which teams that you should watch? Or how do you find If the, it's not an alumni right, scenario. Yeah, exactly. So how do you do that? Well, you know, it, it's just going – think about all the teams or all the players that you like in the NFL. Okay. They have to come from a college football scene, right? So you, you know – you you start learning which teams you like around you know around a certain player because it goes all the way back to the foundation. So you know as we said you know a couple of weeks ago, like I like Michigan State because 
you know, Irving Magic Johnson came, you know, from Michigan State. And think about all the talent that comes, you know, out of Michigan State after Urban Magic. Yeah, so, they set know, the tone. One of the big names right now is who? Draymond Green. You know, we got another basketball player, you know, in the NBA that just, you know, scored a, a nice contract with Gary Harris playing in, in um, Denver. So you got Steve Smith. So there's, there's a bunch of names. There's a bunch of names. If you want to say college football, we'll go Chris Carter. Chris Carter went where? To Ohio State. So – Minnesota Viking. Those are my squads. So that's how I pretty much roll with them. Yeah, because well, that's you how know, I with, the, with the divisions and all the teams, and it's hard to keep up for myself. Which, which you know what, and and then deciding what conference is better than the other conferences. You know, I think it's a matter of preference. It has a lot to really? do with yeah, it because the different conferences play different styles of football. It's kind of like Absolutely. deciding between the American League and the National League. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want a game where they, you know. I want a game where they actually bunt the runner over. No, I'm actually, I just want bombs. Oh, I want a speed game. I want this, I want that. And in that, you can help. I think that a lot of people just choose based on proximity. You know, a lot of people literally, there's 100,000 people going to multiple college games every Saturday. This sure are. I mean, 100,000 people in one place. I've had that experience before. It's crazy. When I used to date a girl that went to the University of Michigan, and she took me to a game, I was... I couldn't believe it. I had never seen that many people in one spot. 100,000 people. And everybody's walking to the stadium. You know, people tailgating. It's young folks. And this is in cities. This is, what would you say, Victor? Maybe 20 cities across the country? You have 100,000 people showing up live every Saturday? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially in small towns, right? Ann Ann Arbor, Michigan. You say Alabama. Tennessee. Tennessee. You know, South Carolina's. You know, it's it's so many. I mean, UCLA. Realistically, it's about 100,000 people that go to the Rose Bowl. And, about, and depending with the with SC, you have almost a hundred thousand people. You probably good seventy thousand people. Depending probably, on who they play. Depending on who they play. If that SC Notre Dame game was at the Coliseum, you would get ninety thousand people at the Coliseum in a completely uncomfortable setting. <laughs> <laughs> You're not interested in that setting. I am completely uninterested in the Coliseum setting to watch football. It's, I went for a soccer so match. It, 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 a lot of it is tradition. I went to the Raider games. It was one of the worst experiences ever. Yeah. And that much. was before the the stadium was beat up bad. Yeah, because the stadium is bad. Like to the too point much where violence in the stands and you Yeah, know. that's not that's that's very unique to the Raiders. It's very yeah that that's that doesn't no that's really... why I'm talking about my experience when yeah, I went yeah. to a Raider game at the Coliseum yeah yeah what I'm saying is is we're talking about college <laughs> and and the Raider game in the 80s at the Coliseum is a different animal than the <laughs> SC game you I see you're traumatized <laughs> it's a lot, a lot of bad stuff it's, going there I'll say it's it's always great to take a kid you know to a college experience right for many aspects you know you take them to a college game so then you're giving them that education of you know the experience of college then the actual football game with the bands and everything that's going on the atmosphere you know and you're not paying a hundred thousand dollars for a seat no you're not you're not you're not seeing too many people you know, you know, fighting or anything like that. It's just a completely different vibe. It's a different, totally some, different atmosphere. Some cats being pushed down the stairs or something. Oh, why, <laughs> why, you gotta, why you got to bring that up? Why you got to bring that up? I told you I didn't push him down the stairs on purpose. We were excited about the touchdown. <laughs> oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> I thought it was a push. I thought it, was it was not was a push. A the the officials, the officials have, have, have reviewed it. It was not a push. But you're okay. right, though. It is a it is a good experience to take a young man. I'll say this. 
we in my household we weren't big on college football and if we were honestly i probably would have ended up playing football because the first time that i thought to myself that i should have played football and i was heavily recruited to play football as you know to everybody that all of my friends know once that the the coaches saw that i could move my feet to play baseball and basketball at my size to play football was a no-brainer to be on the offensive line and I never wanted to do that until I got the rush of the crowd going to stadiums with hundreds of thousands of people in it and seeing what that's like and being on the field to do the coin flip uh, and all that kind of stuff. It was like, wow, this I can see how this is addictive because it's like a drug. Right. So right. it's it's a lot of it, it's a lot of it's a different atmosphere. Go, you know who wants to go? HBO Ballish star Donovan Carter okay. would like to take you to a game. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Him and Troy OG are gonna go, but we got a, We got a, We got our special guest. About to walk into the door, ladies and gentlemen, star of stage and screen, a personal friend, and uh, a semi-sports aficionado, but an all-around great guy, Mr. Mackay Pfeiffer. Give up one, two, one, two. Drop the hot six. <laughs> one, two, one, two. Oh, people sleep. <laughs> Microphone check. By the, by the way, people sleep right now because Kai P got bars. Oh, does he? <laughs> 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 Look at you! Like, he brought something back in his mind. He's like, "Oh yeah, because he, he, he got a hot jam." I ain't, ain't spitting in a minute. <laughs> I ain't spitting in a minute. That, that was slow you down now. Since I was spitting, he, he got bars though. He got bars. He might need a warm up or two, but he got bars. You That's know what's what so crazy? On the way over here, I was just talking to my mom's, and um, she was telling me how. Uh, Eight Mile was on TV, I guess, yesterday or something. Really? And she was like, you know, I was just flipping through the channels. I said, you know, let me watch this damn thing again. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, y'all played those roles, baby. Y'all played, played those roles. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Mom. <laughs> thanks, Mom. I appreciate the love. Oh, my goodness. You know, we got the 15-year anniversary coming up. Oh, oh. oh we got we got one of our, our longtime contributors to the Ozone. Next victim is on the line. Uh-huh. Uh, and he, he's just dropped his college football report. But he had a couple questions that he wanted to ask you. But okay. real quick, yeah, you know, it's 15 That's years, crazy, man. man. Feels 15 like yesterday, man. years feels like yesterday. Yesterday, hey. man. We was going crazy in Detroit. Are you crazy? We was 2002? Going, we was wilding out. Who you telling? <laughs> I, was, I got some stories about you, man. We ain't gonna get into all that. Right. Not right now. Not right now. That, that, ain't, right that ain't suitable for the recording. That ain't suitable for the recording. It ain't suitable. But no, man, that was crazy, man. That was like, you know, it's funny because we were all like just, you know, all of us. I mean, young. Carefree, yeah. young, you positive know. dudes for the most part. Absolutely, the young, Absolutely. positive dudes, and the right people don't understand. I bring that up, obviously not just because of our connection, but right. I bring that up because people don't understand that when you're making a movie, it's very similar to putting together an athletic team. Absolutely, absolutely, because it's a team. Absolutely, and you don't want any cancers on your team. The absolutely, fit, right? The pieces, the pieces puzzle, the puzzle has to come together, man. Yeah. Yeah. And in this situation, despite what people may think, on Eight Mile, Kai P was the team captain. Okay. That was that was the team captain. He was the vet. Because M isn't for one, he's an introverted dude, except for when it comes to his art. Right, exactly. He expresses himself through he, he his art. He expresses himself yeah. through his yeah. art. And and for two, you know, that was M's first movie. That wasn't right. he he didn't have an experience like that on the set. 
Mm-hmm. That's and why we so, rehearsed for a month. That's why we rehearsed for a month, which is yeah. actually also why we all became such good friends. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. we spent a lot of time, three, four hours a day of rehearsal, leave you 20 hours a day to while out. And, and then, yeah, and then, and then, yeah, because I, I remember us going crazy. I mean, we, um, yeah. we, we partied all the time. It was a lot, um, a lot of good but times. But we worked. Oh, it was a lot of work we went worked. into that movie. We worked, you know what I mean? So it wasn't We like... worked on the scenes outside of the official rehearsals. Exactly, exactly. And that's why you see such chemistry on, on the... Absolutely. You know, that's what the disconnect. I was just talking to my wife about this, about how... I was like, what's going on with movies these days? Uh, you know what I'm right? saying? That's like, a yo, big I, question like, mark. I, I walk out of a movie now, it's like... <sighs> Yeah, well, and I'm gonna tell you was wasted. I'm gonna I mean, tell you what's going the on. Retreats. I was just about to say because everybody's busy trying to take elements from other movies that have already right. been successful, rather than creating their own lane. Right, and you can. We're all gonna pick and choose as artists. We're all gonna pick and choose what we use to lean on. Absolutely, you know that's part of the deal. Absolutely, uh, but at the same time, in real life, you gotta innovate. Right. Absolutely. Nobody had seen anything like Eight Mile when Eight Mile came out. Absolutely, and out of all the hip hop movies or you know movies, Eight Mile stands alone. It stands alone. You know what it I mean? Stands alone. And you know what's so funny is like you know, and today these days, I like when I do a movie, I always try to make production do rehearsals. Yeah, you know, like the last film I just finished in Louisiana, we I went out a week early so we could do rehearsals. Right. Because it was, you know, it needed it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And a lot of times these days, they just hire everybody. They put, right. their, they throw people together because of whatever, names or whatever. Like social media followers. That got two million. What the hell that got to do with anything? <laughs> it's so stupid. And what did that got to do with anything? Make a good product. And so what happens is you, Hello. you wind up you're watching these films where they didn't have any rehearsals, mm-hmm. no pre- no preparation. You can tell. No chemistry. The storyline is messed up. How you spend $100 million on a movie and the script is bad? And the script is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even follow the script. The script is horrible. Is that on the yeah. writers? Is that on the writers, though? Or who is that? Who is that on, though? It's who on the, it's, on? See, the thing is, like what, what O was saying earlier, see, it's, it's not... Making a the, making a movie is a team, so yeah. you you know it, it you know putting all these components together to make something that is memorable, that is classic, right. is a team effort. So it starts with the studio. It starts yeah. with the writers. Yeah. It starts with the studio allowing the writers to actually have more input once they buy the script. Right. Because a, yeah, a lot of times they buy the script and, and then just throw you to the side. Get out yeah. of here. So and then it, then it comes yeah. to the director, what he wants. The actors, how serious they are. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you an example. Nonsense. I give everybody an example that's listening. If you read the script for 8 Mile, the construct of 8 Mile was totally different right. than when we actually got there and everybody saw everybody and then they said, you know what? Mm-hmm. This ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to, B-Rabbit was supposed to be working in a hotel. Right. And he was working in a hotel and doing stuff in a hotel that didn't have the same impact as him working in, in a car factory. Especially in Detroit. Especially in Detroit. Right, right. And yeah. and that is something that came about from the vision of Curtis Hansen, who's mm-hmm. still the best director that I've worked with, yeah, I would say. Curtis is, you know, he passed away, so uh, great story rest telling. in peace. See, that's Tremendous thing. storytelling. See, that's the thing. Curtis Hansen, if you ever met the director, he's like a... Venice, like a beach bum type dude. Completely. You know what I'm saying? Total like, LA surfer cat. Surfer, surfer dude. Didn't have no, no knowledge of the hip hop world, hip hop culture, but he knew how to tell a story. And right. then you had all of us that were willing and able to form a camaraderie. Yep. To facilitate where you, where you that can see that. You know, yeah. like so we spent so much time. Remember in the car, the car scenes? Oh, man. We spent days and days, hours. 
coming up with our own improv. Our own stuff. I mean, this is how I'm right. that dad right. 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 This is making This is this is how all this came about. Is is from being Listen, in the not moment. Not only that, not only that, the three, the three. I I don't know. I'm not in the industry, but maybe some cats. Maybe like once you up in there, hey, I want you to do it this way, this way, this way. Don't touch it, but don't change my product. This guy. No, 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 no. But that this is what we're saying. That's that's not on. Few people have that kind of juice right. in this scenario. In this scenario. Uh, this was the director who set the tone, and he set the tone for all of us to feel loose enough mm-hmm. to create. Exactly, and and that was that was. And then the that's platform. when you get magic. You know, that's when you get magic. It's not cookie cutter. You know what I mean? Right. Listen, the three and the third, the, the our yeah, name, the three one third, the yeah. three one three. That's we came up with that. Yep, the, yep. the handshake, and, 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 the, the handshake, hand- the three one three came about because talking about how, uh, which is very relevant in the world mm-hmm. of sports today about how blacks were considered to be less than a man, less right. than a whole man. Right. And so we went with three one third because it was a bunch of brothers and a couple white boys in the group. Right. So there was there's there's <laughs> and there's, it's and, and Detroit is three one three. And I'm the obvious, yeah. which is Detroit right. is the area code of three one three. So it all just made sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you know, that's what I'm saying. So like, you know, it was so it was a pleasure. For us to do 100%. that thing together, you know, and and we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for no, ch- no, you doubt. know, those type of films and those and, type and of you things. You know, and I tell you what, to this day, I've been in a lot of stuff since then, man. I've yeah, been blessed. I've been in a Who lot you of telling, stuff. Man? Yeah, yeah. Right. Obviously, you've been in a lot of stuff before then. I right. hadn't been in a lot of stuff before then. Right. And to this day, people still come up to me about Eight Mile more than anything. Yes. More than more right. than Ballers, which right. is hot now. Right. More than CSI, which was the biggest show in the world. Right. I mean, you get off the plane. I give you the story. We were shooting a movie. We were shooting a movie with Spike in Italy, uh-huh. and uh, everybody got done working late. We went to this restaurant, which was like somebody's house, and they were like, uh, "Nah, we closed." Hey, sorry, yeah, we, <laughs> sorry, we closed. We closed. And, uh, <laughs> and I was, and, and I was squeezed. I was squeezed into the back of the car. So I get, I, I finally pretzel myself out of the car. I get out the car. I get into the spot. I walk in, and they're pushing everybody away. I was like, "What happened?" They were like, "Whoa, it's the eight mile, the beer rabbit. Come on!" We went in there. Life was good. We drank the wine. We ate the pasta. Right, right. And this is in a in a in a tiny villa in uh you know this is a tiny village inside of Tuscany on the outskirts of Italy. You know what I mean? Right. The movie. Movies are a powerful medium when right. done properly. Absolutely. And unfortunately, you don't get to see a lot of that you now. You got to let the creators create. You do. Come on, man. You do. And you know, and the, and the, and the problem is, because it's really, it's, it's almost a lost art form, because it's all about the dollars to the powers that be. Right. Right. So they don't put, they don't, they don't even think, and look, the powers that be aren't artists. So the, exactly. these are numbers, so they don't even exactly. respect the process. They it's just know. like, it's just like as an actor. When your your agent calls you and says, "Okay, um, you have an audition tomorrow, uh, and it's, it's five scenes," and you go, right. "Yo, hold come on, on man, I, I need to do work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need, to, I need exactly. to read this. I need to, you know, learn right. my lines. I yeah. want to go in there. I don't want to. I need to know the context. I want to be off book. I need to be hundred percent. I want to give you the work that I'm gonna close as close as possible to what I'm gonna give you if we get the job. Exactly, exactly. So you know, that's my thing. It's like you know, you I'm missing those type of films, like at least the ones that I've been in, like the Soul Foods or the even Paid in Fulls. You know, those oh, type money of films. <laughs> <laughs> Just set up but, your phone. <laughs> hey, that's it. 
I saw it the other day. He said, you bump. I got a G for every bump on your face. <laughs> See, that was all ad-lib. That was all ad-lib. You know what I'm saying? Because you in it. You know what I'm saying? Quit acting like you the only one getting money out here, B. I got a G for every bump on your face, you bump. <laughs> but that's what you get when you, you're spontaneous and you're having a good time and you're really into your character and, you, and you're not confined, you know, to, okay, we just got to make the day or whatever it right. is. You know, right. it's, yes. it's like we get to really have a process. We get to talk about it. And so you can just throw things in there. Like there's scenes that were added in 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 uh in Paid in Full that you know like with me and Wood riding in the car when he you know he just gives me the cherry beamer and we yep. talking that's all ad lib right you know what that's I'm saying brand new. the the scene where I'm crying in the car I wrote that scene that was fantastic it was all, it was that was all fantastic. I appreciate that but it was all you know just off the cuff from experiencing living in that role right yes that's what films are missing these days yeah it feels like that's it. why when you walk out of a movie you go eh, you know it doesn't resonate well, and, like, I you, and i right. tell you and i tell you the foreigners have picked right up on it because if you watch foreign films now mm-hmm. The foreigners are so far ahead of us on the movies as right. far as the quality of the quality. films. Yes. Well, yeah, and they're not predictable, the, right? Which is crucial. Right. You don't man. know what's going to happen. The no foreigners, you're like, whoa, right. you crazy? I right. watched this Korean movie the other night on Amazon called Handmaiden. That mm. was like, I know you've been speaking highly I mean, of that piece. It's 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 almost light porn in certain ways. So you have to be careful. Though. It's right. not for the kids. <laughs> Nine and a half weeks. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just finished the movie like that. <laughs> Don't bring the kids. <laughs> Don't bring the kids. But at the same time, you have no idea where this movie is going. And it made it so that you couldn't stop watching. You know right. what I mean? Right. It's a big deal. Victim, I know you got stuff to do. You got anything that you want to ask our special guest besides the wind tunnel that you're in right now? Because it sounds like... How do I stop it? It sounds like you're outside with Chuck Yeager trying to break the, the sound speed record. <laughs> I'm out here. I'm outside with the Santanas, with the Santana winds, right? Man. <laughs> But you got yeah, it. You got any questions before you go? KP, it's always a pleasure to rap with you. Always a pleasure to see you. I ain't seen you in a long time. Yeah, man, but love is always out of, love. Out of all the flicks, out of all the flicks that you've done, what was the most challenging? And who was the best person besides the dude that's sitting on the right hand of you right now? <laughs> yeah, with man, movie with. Um, well, you know, probably the most challenging uh, that I've ever done it was a couple, but one that I it was probably Clockers. It was my first time ever. Right. Acting, mm, my first time man. ever on Favorite the set. Now I appreciate that, but it was my first time <laughs> doing anything. It was my first time seeing camera lights and cameras right. and DPs. And I didn't know around what, all day and waiting around, you know, and uh, right. you know, and just going through these different scenes and working with all these great actors and Spike Lee and all these other people. Um, that was probably my most challenging because I was the lead, so I was in there. Yeah, you're the guy every day. Right. You're the one every day for 14, 16 hours a day. So that was probably some big heads in that mm-hmm. movie too. It was, you was you was in line with some big heads in that movie too. No, absolutely. Uh, was Lyndon was Delroy in that Lindo, Harvey Keitel. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, it goes on and on, man. I mean, you know, Francis yeah, Foster, John Turturro. Uh, yeah, it just goes Spike, on and on. I mean, at the top right. of the list, you get Did you, you feel get intimidated. Yeah, I mean, I remember the first day that we went and we actually walked to the, it was like a, like a couple of days before we actually started shooting, Spike did something for the community. Like a, it was mm. like almost like a carnival. Mm-hmm. We I just went be, to his thing this year. We went yeah. out to his Brooklyn Loves MJ. Yeah, exactly. He does great stuff like he does that. Great he's stuff he's like actually that. great about that. And he knew that we were going to be impeding on the on the community. In the neighborhood. In right. the neighborhood, in the projects and everything. So he threw a whole thing. It was like, you it's know, smart. pony walk, you know, pony, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Love. Pet, petting zoo and all that kind of stuff. And he walked me around where certain things were going to happen that I had already read in the script. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, okay. yeah, man, I was I was like, oh, I was like, oh shit, I don't know. I'm in I, it I now. If I can pull this off, I'm like, yo, man, this is real right now. Because I didn't know it took all of that. You know, when you're watching a movie, you just oh. think it's the actors. You know, you think it's just people just you know doing their thing, but you don't realize it's you know 250 people looking at you and not even counting the extras and everything else. Yeah. And, and when they yell action. It's on you. Right. Man, let me tell you something. Put my, put my cousin in the movie, man. My cousin is hilarious. Watch. Just that she can do that old thing you do all the time. Go and put it in. Action. Action. Uh, 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 my, mom, my mama said. Uh, and see, that's what I'm saying. It's tough. It's a tough, it's a tough job, man. It's not easy doing what we do. It's and it's easy. and it's kind of a little bit insulting when people come up and say, yo, man, I want to be an actor. I can do what you do. Oh, yeah. What's up, man? That's Put like, me on. That's like walking into a, a surgery saying, let me get that scalpel, man. I, I'm thinking <laughs> I about... what you do. I'm thinking about, you know, you know taking out spleens. I'm going to fix this meniscus <laughs> real quick. Give me five cc's. I, I can help that sciatica. I got you <laughs> I on got that. It. I played operation. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it's, it's, that was one of the, probably the, the toughest just to get into the groove of... And obviously, I've had other challenges, but that was yeah, yeah. The, the toughest, you know, just getting in. Next there. victim. Thank you for your expertise. Oh, We're going to wow. continue on with Kai P for a little while. We'll wrap with you uh, soon. Thanks for the contribution to the Ozone. We'll, we'll heed your picks. All right. Do that. Y'all have a good one. Go on. All right, bro. Yeah, man. You know, a, a, a picture you you was in came on uh, the other day. I actually watched it. I forgot about it. It was one of my faves, which was O. Oh, Oh yeah, oh, you know yeah. I, I, and, that was a challenge. That was challenging. I, I can yeah. imagine. Yeah, it's a it's a sports related six film. Six days a week because when we originally started, it was just an independent. Mm-hmm. But while we were shooting, like two weeks into it, uh, Miramax had seen the dailies and picked it up. But it, it, it was a tough shoot. Six days a week, you know, hard work. We had to do, you know. Basketball, you know, camp, right? You yeah. know, to do the choreography to make everything look right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Do all exactly. Stuff. How yeah. much you, had you played before? I played ball for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. For sure, you know, it looked like it up. in the movie. Yeah. Didn't look, I definitely you know, played yeah, ball. He didn't give you the actor work. Whatever. Right, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Right. What are you doing? <laughs> what hey, is yo, that's, that? That's traveling. That's man. traveling. You, can't, man. you, can't, <laughs> you got that's double dribble. What are you doing? What are you doing? But speaking of which, we got the NBA starting tonight. Who you like in the league, man? Who you who you liking out there? I'm. I know that. I know that you're a casual sports fan, right. except for the boxing, the, the MMA. Boxing, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but I know you keep up with everything. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a there's a there's a couple of people that are, you know, obviously. I mean, I can go with the, you know, the obvious, you know, uh, Lebrons. And yeah, whatnot, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. The Cavs, the Warriors, shot. You yeah, know, yeah. Durant's and, and Steph Curry's and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's not one particular person, you know, that. It's like I'm like okay, I'm following this this dude. guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, but this kind of feels like the movies a little bit, right? You know what I'm saying? Because remember, every back in the days, you yeah, followed Michael Jordan, yes. you you followed yes. Larry Bird, yes, yes. you followed yes. Magic Johnson, yes. yes. Those are yes. you know you those yeah, you know I'm with David Robinson, right? Man. I'm, all day I'm with David <laughs> Robinson, I'm, all day. Yeah, you know what real. I'm saying? And uh, so nowadays it's a little different. And then too, um, Outside of the court, sometimes you know you get you know sometimes cats are a little younger now. They a little like they're real young and they do stuff that's unacceptable. They look more millennials when it comes to. I agree. You know they dress a little different than I would dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Given one hundred eighty million dollars, yeah, I would find some pants that fit. Pants really tight, right? (laughs) Pants Pants extra youthy, right? Extra youthy, youthy. you know what I'm saying? X Y. Pass me the X Y. Right. Pass me the nut crunches. The X Y. I can't breathe. Oh, those are the ones. Give me those. Pass me the nut crunches. 
Uh, so it's a little different. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's, it, I remember back in the days I was being a fan of Charles Oakley and, and, yeah. and Ewing. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a New Yorker. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm going to go with the Starks and yeah, all of them in yeah, yeah. Houston's yeah, and the nice. Spree Wells. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and all masculine dudes. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. So that's it was just a different time. So, you know, I watch, believe me, but it's not as I'm not as emphatic about it. You right. Know what I I'm think saying? that one of the things is that it's corporate now. We were just talking about that earlier, man. The, right. the games, all the games are washed down now right. because you know, corp, corporate, the corporate game. At which you point down. they become a bit more predictable, just like the movies become yeah, a bit right. more predictable. Exactly. And which you exactly. you're looking at sports for the spontaneity of what can happen. Absolutely. Right. And a lot Absolutely. of sports have lost that, unfortunately, Absolutely. which is what I wanted to bring up from the sports element dealing with you is mm-hmm. that MMA is making leaps and bounds gains, you know, against uh, boxing, against boxing. Mm-hmm. And me, myself, I prefer boxing mm-hmm. um, just because of the violent. The, they're both violent sports. Right. The excess bone crushing, head pounding kind of nature of MMA. I'm not crazy for I respect it. And I respect the idea that you may be an expert in jujitsu and T may be an expert in grappling mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? And right. and then, then y'all mix it up. But given that, with the with the spectacle that went on with Mayweather McGregor. Right. You know, right. and, and this year there's been several boxing matches that have been fantastic. Right. This has been oh, a yeah. great year it was for a boxing. Nice, nice weekend this, this past, past weekend. weekend. That's what I wanted. That's what this is what I wanted to speak on. Yeah. You seen in this past weekend, Showtime put on a wonderful show. They put yeah. on a great card, mm-hmm. a triple header with a lot of young talent. Yeah, uh, to me, the standout in that was uh, that kid Jamel uh, Charlo, mm-hmm. and you know him and his brother, the twins. Yeah, and they're both nice. Uh-huh. They're both nice. 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 That kid that he knocked out in the first round isn't a bum. He's not a bum. That kid Erickson is not a bum. I've watched he's not him. Not a bum, and he's not a journeyman. He's he, a he's, he's a, a fighter. fighter. He's he'll a fighter. be back. Yeah, he'll be back. And, he just and got kid, caught, He man. got caught. That kid set him up, though. If you watch it, the yeah. kid set him up. It was early in the round. Mm-hmm. He throws a jab, and and, then, yeah, and, and, and he went low. He checked right. him with oh, the right uppercut. Nice, and I mean, my man was, Erickson was reaching yeah, he was for, nice. the, for the That's when thing. you know you knocked out. That's when you when you got the power. And when the, ref stops, you when, the ref, when the ref stops it, you can't be mad. After you, no, 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 no. You no, can't no. be like, no, he shouldn't have stopped. Because you was over there. Nah, you got to go see the doctor. You need you have to go see the doctor. You got to go see the concussion specialist. Yes, absolutely. You got to. But all three of those fights were good. I thought the Lara fight, everybody brought up a great point. The Cuban fighters kind of get a, a raw deal on this mm-hmm. because they're really into hit and not be hit. Right. Erislandi Lara beat up on Gaucha. And in my opinion, Lara yeah. actually beat Canelo in the fight that they had, but they robbed Lara. They did. I think they were just trying to make Canelo a star. They, they needed that. And, and they needed him and the following of Mexico. No doubt to, about to, it. You know, they were, they were grooming they, him. He was I'm, being groomed. He's being groomed. He was being groomed. But he didn't win that fight. He did. No, you, what do you think about the Triple G? Though? I don't think it was terrible. I think Triple G won the fight. Yeah. Um, I think it's the same thing. Yeah, I think they looking there's at it like money, I think it's there's more money in Canelo. Canelo, and I think that they looking at Triple G's older. Yeah, he's already talking he's, about retiring. We're already talking about retiring. How many more fights does he have in him? I, it's a politic game. That's what I do not like about and, boxing. And about Completely. boxing. And another Completely. thing I don't like about boxing is is they don't unify the belts. It's like why they don't have, force unify they don't force, the belts. They don't force unify the belts. You have to be a hungry fighter. And have your team be hungry in order to unify the belts. And yep. then you can walk around. Yeah, but that's that stable issue, though, that they have. Because, you know, everybody has their own stable of fighters. You got the De La Hoya. No, I got, got that. Mayweather, I totally get that. They can't get together. No, but that's another thing. the issue. But, be- because, then, because, because then, if you want to have it on the other way, most of the UFC guys don't actually get paid. 
Right. They all fight who they're right. supposed to fight, yeah. but they fight who they're supposed they to fight. They don't get a lot of money at all. Behind, behind you have the to be a star in MMA. You have to be McGregor. You have to be McGregor. Or Ronda Rousey. Or Ronda Rousey. You know what I mean? Even Mighty Mouse. You know, he's not even the top paid yet. Yeah. And he's the best. He's supposed to be the pound for pound best fighter ever. Yeah. So, you know, but like, it's like you look at like back in the days, right? You watched heavyweight fights. Heavyweights used to be the champions of the world. Of the right. world. For the people. It wasn't even a question. It was Muhammad Ali. And everybody it else. It was Joe Frazier. George Foreman. It was George Foreman. It was, you know. Uh, the giant. Larry, Larry Holmes. Holmes. Yeah. You know yeah, what man, I'm saying? Man, man. Mike, Mike Tyson. Tyson yeah. And guys that get you, you out of there. And you followed him. And and they were the champions of the world. Now you got all these different divisions. You got Joshua over here. You got Deontay Wilder over there. Right. You got so yep, and so yep, over yep, there. Yep. And it's King like Kong Ortiz right. over here. Uh, blah 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 over here. It's yeah. just like it's just like what they got. Now Wilder, he can't even get a fight. He, I they, feel they, bad for this. I dude, feel man. bad for him too because he's fighting the same dude that he beat up before. Yeah. It's like there, and truth be there's told, no real reason for could, it to be a part it could, two. It could go the wrong way for it, him. It could and and, 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 and mess up his legacy. Mess up his whole exactly. Exactly, it's true. And he's got a fighting on November 4th. Truth right. be told, I'm thinking about going to that fight. That should be... Stiverne actually gave him... I would say Stiverne bought the best out of him out of everybody yes, that I've I seen. I agree with that. I agree with that. But because... But, for one, because he's the only dude that didn't get knocked out. Two. Well, here's the without only issue. Other, without other people... No, before. Right. I agree with that. They're saying... But but here, here again, King Kong Ortiz gets popped on the juice. Right. Before that, right. like three guys this in a row. Three guys in a row yeah, guys that are row. supposed to be fighting him that's on the needle. Hey, can I just say this to boxers MMA? Stop the juice. They're going to test juice. you. They're going to test you. Stop it. Stop it. You're messing up your money. You're messing yeah. up the fan. Come on, man. You're the messing fan up fan. the sport. You're messing up the sport, man. Stop it, man. It's too far. Just hit the sport. Just hit the gym. Just hit the gym. You know what I'm saying? And really, steroids, and the thing is, people don't realize this, steroids doesn't really even make you stronger. It just helps you recover they, faster. This is, that's this is, the, this issue. Is the issue. That's the issue. Just, just sit in the ice bath. I don't know. Get a massage. <laughs> get your cryo. Get, get, a, get your cryo on. Yeah. You, know, you got to find alternatives, How about man? never falling out of shape in the first place? This exactly. is your job. It's exactly. your job, man. Exactly. This is what they pay this you for. And not only that, it's not only is your job, you could die in there. Exactly. So, so and somebody you, else could kill you if they're on the juice. That's what I'm saying. Because maybe they actually have the discipline to stay in the gym and hit the needle. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And, and in the words of Deontay Wilder, <laughs> that's murder. <laughs> I can't be on no steroid, dog. That's murder. I could kill somebody in here. <laughs> he, he, he ain't lying though. He ain't lying. He he got that knockout drop with him. Dude, he, and he's he's probably one of the most. Athletic heavyweights of, t- of today's time. So, just as far as athleticism, yeah. that guy moves more like an athlete than a lot of boxers mm-hmm. do. My problem with him, like I said before, is that he fights down to the caliber of fighter that he's fighting. I agree. Right. I, I don't like I, to see I, that. I hear that. He, I agree. But now, <clears throat> so say he loses Stiverne on the fourth, right? Yeah. Say he loses to Stiverne. You're going to say he fought down. Ah, oh, see, I told you, I told you. The problem is he didn't he really didn't, get to prepare for Stiverne like he was right, supposed and to. He didn't get, and he's not getting a, fa- a fair shake. He's not getting a fair shake because two and a half weeks – Ago, he was fighting a different dude. He was preparing for a whole different style absolutely. of fight. Absolutely, with King Kong Ortiz. Yeah. Absolutely. And truth be told, I don't even know the last time was we saw Deontay Wilder in a in a fight that was a real fight. Right. I know that he was in that fight with the journeyman for the last dude that was juicing that he couldn't fight mm-hmm. back in May or uh, March, something like that. So it's yeah, been like seven like months. He fought that guy. I think his name was Gerald Washington. You remember the school teacher uh-huh. guy? He fought the guy, right. and actually that dude was giving him problems for five rounds. Gave him some work. Heavyweight division, though. It's just it's guys, guys. Guys play. Guys play football. Right. Guys. Guys. My size. Right. Play football. Right. That's right. And truth be told, in the condition that I'm in now, 
I could hit the gym, play football, and if my feet were white and my leg wasn't crooked now, I could go and play some football. You have to be in shape to box. You can't play boxing. Serious shape. And, and not that the football players aren't in shape. You guys, I, I, you <laughs> yeah, have to understand what I'm saying. It's spurts the kind of shape. The kind yeah. of shape that you're in, in football, for the position that they want to use me, right. they want me to be 315 right. pounds. Right. Exactly. In a boxing match, I can't last for three rounds no. at 315 no. pounds. No. Because the big version of me in a boxing match, ideally, is 240, 250. Right. The big version of me playing football that's is a, that's 340. A, that's a high end. Of, that's, a, of, that's a giant. That's, that's a giant. Anthony Joshua. Right, that's right. That's exactly. Joshua. That's, that's Joshua. who looks like a freaking statue. Right, right. You know? And so so these guys, now if I'm in if I'm in high school nowadays as opposed to the past, it's a lot easier for me to go play pickup football or basketball or something right. if I'm talking about the heavyweight division. Right. Those are socially and personally and athletically a lot more available, I think. Than saying, man, I gotta go to the gym. I gotta put the time in to actually, mm-hmm. you know, learn so you this feel craft. like the guys aren't as hungry as they used to be because we're not like, you know, usually fighters come from hard areas. Oh, or, no know, doubt, tough backgrounds, absolutely, and it's just not as tough as it used to be. Oh, it's plenty tough. That's not the point. But the, but but uh, I think that it's the circumstances in society, a hundred percent, is as hard, if not harder, than it's ever been. What I'm saying is, it's then in turn easier for that toughness to get channeled into a different sport than it is for boxing. Also, in football, hey, look, man, I can go. I can play my two years at the JC or in college or whatever it is, and then I can go get paid. Right. You're seeing guys now making – Joel Embiid, who would be a heavyweight fighter, even though he, you know he's 6'10 or whatever, Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers has never played a full 82-game season and just signed for $150 million. Crazy. Why in the hell would he go to the gym and and start boxing? And go get punched in the face. And You know what I'm saying? Because that's what's going to happen. You know what I mean? You're going to get punched in the face. You have to. That's part of the game. A multitude of times. And and so you're absolutely right. I I I totally agree with that. There's no doubt about it. And you get into boxing, there's really no guarantee of anything except that you're going to get That's punched it. in the face. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're going to feel the pain. Right. That's guaranteed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That is guaranteed. And you know, and who knows how paid you're going to be. And the thing is with boxing too, what people don't realize is that you can be a good boxer. See, like, like Muhammad Ali, right? He was a great boxer, but he wasn't the best boxer. He wasn't the best pound-for-pound boxer. He was the people's champ. He he knew how to have. He had charisma. Right. He made you want to see he was his a salesman. Fights. Right. He was a salesman. He made I mean, you want to see his fights. Let's not let's he not was, get it twisted. He was awesome. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. he was awesome. Don't yeah, yeah. get it twisted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just but saying he wasn't he was the best boxer ever. And, and he, but, yeah, yeah. But he, yes, but he but he branded himself. He branded as himself such, as such, and people bought and, into and it. People bought, people that weren't even boxing fans would watch Ali, Muhammad Ali, hundred percent. I mean, at one point, he was the most recognizable person on the planet. On the planet, they said behind like Jesus or something. Yes, he was like the most recognizable person. You know, go anywhere. Yep. And so you have to also be able to brand yourself. There's yes. a lot of great boxers. Let's say you might be a great boxer, but you don't speak English. Let's, so let's you're going to have, let's look have at problems. Rigandau. Let's look at Rigandau. Right. You're talking about uh-huh. Rigand, another, another Cuban, Rigandau, that's about to fight Lomachenko uh-huh. right. in, on December 9th. That's going to be a goodie. It's going to be yeah. a goodie. I'm going with Rigandau, personally. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah okay. I'm going with Rigandau. I, I, I think Rigandau... I, I think Lomachenko's overrated, to be honest. I, yeah, think, I think he's good. I think, I think he's good. I, I think he's but good. But they're in the fights. But they crowned him like he's... Like he's past pound for pound. That's ridiculous. He doesn't have 20 fights. Right. He doesn't have 10 fights. Right. I think he's 9 and 1. Yeah, we got a loss. Most I of the time, nine, nine and one. one, nine and one back in the day, you wouldn't even right. get a shot at the champ. Right, right, that's like, true. He's nine and one. I do believe he's nine and one at the most. When Sugar Ray Leonard and them were fighting, if you were nine and one, but see, you that didn't goes. Have a to, but that's what I'm saying. That goes to show you how much boxing they just try. They try to make. 
Oh, no, these, no, these, it's, these it's manufactured. Stars, you know, they try to make you like a person. Yeah, and it's all about the stable. I'm telling you, it's all about that stable, man, because right. they put those stables together, and then they'll just let this fight. Look at Canelo. He fights right. what? He won't fight again until single de Mayo. Right. Why not? That's a year. Come on, man. Right. That's almost a year. Right. That's a, that. I mean, that keeps you very fresh to recover, but as far as being my favorite, and I don't who, even get to see you enough. Who's he's he going to fight Triple G. Yeah, he's going to fight Triple G. A year later, hoping that Triple G is now, now a, a year older. slower, right. and you know because what I mean. Triple G is, is fighting a win again. In he December? was talking about fighting in December. Yeah. He just they were just waiting right. to sign the papers. Yeah, and you know, Father Time is undefeated. Eventually, he's they're undefeated. Gonna they're going to catch up with you. And let's just go back to what we were talking about before, as far as the Floyd McGregor yes. situation. Look, and it's funny when I talk to people that aren't fight fans that don't know and they say no McGregor has a shot no Yo, he, he don't have no shot man. he, he doesn't, got no shot he doesn't have a shot the same way carried the same, for, he got carried for nine rounds was, the, same way, the same way the same way the same way Floyd wouldn't have a shot with McGregor in MMA yeah, come on he, man he wouldn't and that's the thing what people don't realize and they, they say no he did good Floyd let him carried. do good he, 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 he got paid the most money he ever got paid and he did he, what he did was he put on a show for put the on fans. A show. It was an exhibition. That's all. I it mean, was. that's all it was. This was supposed to be an exhibition. <laughs> <laughs> on some Rocky Four type shit. <laughs> hey, you know I know my movies, baby. <laughs> he tried to sneak that one in. Yeah, he tried to sneak that one in. Nah. Oh, in the towel. Oh, in the towel. <laughs> that dude is so serious. I love him in the movie. Great work. Uh, he's great work. He's sweating all over the towel. He sweating like a. This was supposed to be an exhibition. <laughs> He was so mad. He was so feeling it. He was feeling but no, it. but this is what I think. Look, the, the the Floyd thing is is interesting. You know, when it comes to the McGregor, because look, it's not. A, it, it, look, it was it was a shit show. Come on, I mean, even the even the press conferences leading up to it. Oh, the despicable. The, the throwing the money in the air, rubbing his head, <laughs> rubbing his oh, head. Half of me is black, right into his crotch. Right, right. Come, come on, come man. on, man. Come on, too far. It's too far. It's too far, man. It's a joke. But see, but this is the thing, and you know what I think the other thing is is the older that you get, right? Like all all of us have known each other now almost right. twenty years, and, mm-hmm. and, the, and the older that we get in that time. You have less and less tolerance for the buffoonery. Right. Exactly. Right. exactly. Because you see how unnecessary it is. Mm-hmm. Klitschko fought Joshua uh-huh. in this year in my for for so far for me, my favorite fight of the year. No question. There's been some great fights. That was a good fight. Fights. They both knocked no, each other but, down. But the yeah. fact that it was the heavyweights. They both got yeah. up. They both got and, up. And, and you had the you had the champ yeah. versus the up and coming. Right. And he didn't let him have it. He right. had to he 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 had to earn that. Yeah, you know what I mean? For real. We got Josh is celebrated. He was celebrating. He celebrated. He was like, oh, was like, are you crazy? We'll show you something real quick. I'm the champion. One, two. You can go down too, big fella. Right. Right. I got that thunder with me too. Right. But you look at that and then you look at the lead up and you look at after the – you could just listen to them after that fight in the ring. There's so much respect. There's mm-hmm. ninety thousand people live right. at, at yeah, Wembley. Yeah, that was crazy. Ninety thousand yeah. people, and they both got on the microphone like it was a concert afterwards. Right, right, right. right. You know, they just knocked each other down. Right. I mean, the Klitschko got knocked out, got his neck stretched yeah, like mean, nothing wow. I've ever seen ever. And yet, you know, they both got on and they said, "Hey, you know what? This was a great fight. Yeah. And this guy is the future. Right. And he got on and said, "Hey, look, this was a great fight. I just learned so much. And this dude is one of my idols. Right. You know, and and blah 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 and blah blah blah." It was so much better. The positivity and everything that surrounded that right. is so much better than the debauchery. Than, than the debauchery yeah. and the show that we keep seeing. Mm-hmm. Even look at it with Deontay Wilder. 
Deontay Wilder cusses up a storm every time that he talks about anything. Right. Anything, right. I ain't mad at Deontay Wilder. Actually, mm-hmm. as everybody who listens to the Ozone knows, I actually, I really like the Bronze Bomber. Mm-hmm. But he's young. He's mm-hmm. young in that sense. Mm-hmm. He's young in that American young yeah. kind of way. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and not that it's his fault, but look at all the stuff that's going on around him. Not him. Mm-hmm. But now you got he can't catch a fight. Right. right. Now eventually he's gonna catch a fight and he may or may not actually be ready for it because right. he hadn't been fighting for the past year right. and a half. Yeah. Joshua's biting this time. He's playing. I, my thing is, is none of these guys are Boy Scouts. I'm not a Boy Scout. But let's keep our private lives private. Exactly. You know, and exactly. we have this situation coming. The but they use being, that as a sales tool now. You know, that's, I agree. That's the and that's because that's everybody goes along with it. Yeah, because this is what the people want to see via social media and everything else. But hey. what happens is, though, what happens is, what happens is, you take away when you use or if your whole life is surrounded by social media and the, the instant gratification, gratification yep. and the instant viewership and how many views do I have? Yeah, yeah, likes, likes. Likes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happens is everything that you do dwindles down. You know what I'm saying? Sidney Poitier made a, a great comment years ago when he said, look, nobody's going to come see your movie on Friday if they can see you in the club on Saturday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If, you know, if, if you you have to have an allure That's about it. yourself. Yeah. So I'm that when you do show up, exclusivity. when you do show up, it's like, oh, snap. Hey, man, oh, look here. who's here. I can't believe he's here. I don't know much about man, him. forget about it. I remember one time we went to the house. We went to your house. Mm-hmm. And you had a birthday party. And we were leaving the house. And Denzel Washington came in. Right, right. Uh, I remember I was walking out. You should have seen it. It was literally like exactly. Moses had showed up. Right. I mean, there was probably 300 was people at the party. Like, oh, snap. <laughs> I was like, I mean, it's like the Dude. music. It's getting ripped. The, the, the DJ stopped. Everything right, stopped. Right, right. He walked through with his Yankee cap on, his hat uh-huh. down, but just enough. Everybody could see what time it was. Right. Everybody got out of his way. Uh-huh. Wasn't no AD, man. man. Wasn't none, none of that. that. Wasn't none of that. Well, none nothing of that. but respect. It was nothing but respect. And that's, and that's the problem. See, what happens is you got these, these uh, and, and look, they're young athletes. And they're impressionable. Yes. They're impressionable by the music, the rap music or whatever. They're yep. impressionable by everything else that's going on. They're impressionable by social media. So they think that, okay, I'm here. I can just say whatever I want and this right. and that and blah, blah, blah. But what happens is you wind up taking the allure yeah, away yeah, from you. Yeah. There is none. That is nothing special about you. Nothing special. just common at that point. That's right? just common about yeah. that point. Yeah, exactly. You're doing what everybody, everybody else. And not only that, what's be killing me is how you have some celebrities, a lot of celebrities that will comment on the comments that are made to them in their instance. Like, why are you arguing with somebody that's in their Some mama's basement? Dude. Right? In their mama's basement ba- in the tidy whitey. Why are you arguing with him? He ain't making nothing of himself. You giving him credibility? You right. giving him you credibility. credibility. Why are you that's doing true. that? That's true. Shut the F up. Because it's, because, it's, because, it's, because, because social media makes people do that. Right. Yeah. And that's what, and I'm, I'm telling you, we're seeing a scourge yeah. Of yeah, there's two. There's a couple things we've seen a scourge of people that aren't. Now we know everything about you. We know everywhere yeah. you go, right? Everything every time, you eat, every time, every you time do, you leave town, and it ain't even business purposes. You no, no, no. You just, you just hey, I'm, I'm here. Right. Look, you know, I'm, 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 here, I'm here drinking I'm here. my water. Right. <laughs> good morning, people. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, my Facebook friends. <laughs> you know, come on, man. Nobody wants to see you in the bed. Why? You know what I'm saying? Why? What I see you for? And even you know, if they do, they should have to pay for that. Right. Exactly. So not only are you deluding yourself by doing that, but you're not even giving any giving off any information. So when you talk, yeah. I don't necessarily I want to be EF Hutton. When I, I talk, I want listen. people to listen, man. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you always talking, people going to drown you out. That's it's like it. being a parent that constantly yells at your kids. Right. Eventually, the kids, the kids are going to be like, man, go ahead, man, with your skin. What you yelling and screaming? Ain't nobody trying to hear all that, man. Watch out. You standing in front of the TV, man. Watch out. Calm down. Calm down. Exactly. So that's what I, that you know that's where I'm at with it. So that's why too, a lot of times when you know it's 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 harder for me. I love boxing because I think it's a pure sport. Yes, and it's it's only two and it's people, one discipline. It's two, two people in the ring. That's it. You could do all the you know stuff talking. All the stuff. Once that ding ding ding. Once they say ding ding ding, it's y'all. That's it. And that's that's, that's it. what I love about it. There's, there's no time for shenanigans or no. foolishness. No. no. Except in that Floyd Mayweather situation. Well, yeah, but yeah, that was like you said. That was you know that's what, you know it's so funny, man. A good a good buddy of mine, a good boxer friend, uh, Shane Mosley, good mm. good cat, man, real good cat. He told me he said one day he said, I said uh, I'll talk to him about uh, uh, Floyd. Yeah, and he was like, you know, Floyd's a great fighter. He is. He said, but you know, Floyd only fights when he needs money. Right, it's exactly. the truth. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He so, needs some cheese, so you know what? Let me let me and, go out and and get and, and the thing the, the the thing you have to give him credit for is is then with that because he's kept his self reserved. Yeah. and held back as far as access. Mm-hmm. You know, then what ends up happening is, wow, this is the spectacle. I want to see the spectacle, mm-hmm. as opposed to. A lot of these other dudes who are constantly available and constantly in the ring. Exactly. So then Floyd ends up making you know a, a Brinks truck worth of money right. behind a fight that really and, wasn't even competitive. And look, as much as you could say whatever, Floyd is a great fighter. Period. He is. He's a great fighter. You, you may not like his style. You may say well, you no, know, no, no. His skill, his skill you know, is not in question. Set because the, the skill art of boxing is to hit and not his heels. Your skills all extraordinary. It's real. It's real. Now you may not like him or like his style or think he's a little ostentatious. You may think for me, it's all about him just not boxing the right people at the right time, as far as the sport goes. Right. But what but, what he said and what is true is is I ain't getting brain damage. I ain't getting brain damage. <laughs> so he ain't trying to get punched right. in the face right. for money. Exactly. Actually, but that's why Andre Ward quit. You know, and I, I'm so proud of Andre Me for too. quitting. He listen. Who else was he going to fight? He, he has he, nothing to prove. Right, and they keep trying to make him move up, exactly. move up until he gets exactly. knocked out. Right, of exactly. Going to get older actually. and get knocked out. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That's what they want him to do. He got his money. He, you know, I don't know how much he's made, but he's made. He some made some money. good money. He, but he's, he's you know, one of the he only. Off, he was off for a couple of years. Yeah, but he's one of the only Jordan branded fighters. Right. That's he true. retires undefeated, mm-hmm. and you know what? He'll get a boatload of money announcing fights from exactly. until eternity. Exactly. Right. Because exactly. he actually breaks. I was just about to say he breaks down the, he's the, good, the fights. He's a good yeah, announcer. He's got great insight. He's he got great insight and honest insight. Yeah. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't play around. Right. So. Well, Kai P, it's always a pleasure having you. Oh, we man, can sit around here and pile around all day. Do. All right, all right, what, all right, let, me, let me ask you this. What's that spade game looking like? Oh, listen, listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> listen, let me tell you something about these spades, man. <laughs> listen, listen, I, this is for the audience out there. You know, there's a running, you know, thing going on that, you know, there's when a, I go to, when I go to Big O's house. And a Pfeiffer family, family rivalry. rivalry. A very, very okay. loving, very friendly simple. rivalry. It's, it's me and my boy, Lawrence Adisa. Who we, <laughs> that's, like, my, that's, my, that's my lifetime spades partner, okay? So we hold it down. We both from New York. He from Mount Vernon. I'm from Harlem. Yeah. And, and they and, like to and they like to beat up on our cousins from the CPC. Yeah, they, yeah. they like to they and, like and to they beat up on our cousins. Like, when Macau coming back? <laughs> oh yeah, you better oh you better let me know when Malachi coming to the house. <laughs>
They've known Makai for a good 20 years and still call him Malachi. A I love tre- it. Tremendous black I work, man. I love it. Now, we get it in over there, so my spades game is still on point. It's tight. It's tight. It's tight. I keep my spades game shopping. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hip to all the new, I'm privy to all the new moves. And, uh, you took the seminar? I took the seminar. I, took I watched the, the TED Talk. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. nah, man, this is great. I mean, yeah, this is love. You got anything man. else you thinking of? This is good. This is love, man. It's I'm glad time. to be here with oh, you. Man, forget about it. You're, and no, you're no. always welcome. Does that mean love. you drop by? We record every week. Anytime that you want to even just call in about right. a fight and you want to chop it up. Okay. You know, obviously, this is the Ozone Unfair and Partial Sports Podcast. We are not PC. We are not PC. We, we tell no. it like it is. Yeah. Uh, you Step know, other thing toes. is I, I did want to speak on, though, is I just want to give you a chance to talk about what you're doing right now, yeah. where the people can find you, Absolutely. where they can find you on social media, gotcha. and where they can find you and support, because I've been with you yeah. <laughs> for, for six, 15 years now. And ladies and gentlemen, Kai Pfeiffer is the first star that I hung around, and this is a star in the true sense of the word. Oh, that's love. Because, Likewise. Because this, this dude, he taught me a lot. And I remember going through the mall. He's like, look, I ain't running through the mall. Those <laughs> <laughs> kids. I ain't know that kids. I ain't going through the mall. He told me. One time we went to the mall. He's <laughs> like, look, man. You running through the mall. They going to start chasing you. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to do no balls, man. Tearing your shirt off and all this stupid stuff. Give him a jack to five. He was like, I ain't running through the mall. I'm getting my clothes. I'm walking back to the <laughs> car. And, and that's it. Out of and then we going to leave. I was like, all right. I don't really know how it works. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I mean, I'm coming I'm coming from, from California to my first winter in Detroit right, and it was in real. some shorts. I miss. I got my shorts and some t-shirts. They're like, yo, what you wearing? What it are you doing? Real. <laughs> it was real in Detroit. Man. That's hilarious. It's it a trick because everybody knows me knows I have a very smart mouth. <laughs> and I used to get roasted just like everybody else on that set. We had a blast. <laughs> we had so much fun. And, uh, and I tell you, though, honestly, I want the people to know because I've been around you before and I know right. how loyal your support is. Mm-hmm. Your fan base is loyal. People, right. I mean, people come up to me and ask about you. So I know that it's there. Where where can the people find you? What can they look forward well, to? Talk to them. On on Instagram, you know, I'm Makai from Harlem. Okay. You know, ironically, right? <laughs> um, and then, you know, Twitter is the same thing, Makai Pfeiffer. Um, but, uh, you know, I have a couple of movies coming out. One called Canal Street that I did with Michael T. Oh, um, love T. Man, we 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 put we put it in. That was my yeah. first my first time playing a, a prosecutor lawyer. Okay. I saw the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we getting in it. We getting it in. We got Bashir in it. It's a bunch of people. Uh, you know, uh, Harry Lennox. Okay. Uh, Jamie Hector. Heck, uh, me, oh, no, and, uh, me and Heck got the same birthday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, my that's man. I got love for Jamie. Yeah, me too. Oh, so me that's too. dope. And then I just finished the film. I just got back from Louisiana doing a film uh, called Ruthless. Okay, uh, which is kind of like a suspense thriller. It's kind of like I was telling you, like has a little nine and a half weeks. Oh, oh, oh you meant you just got done doing it. I, got done I thought doing you meant just got done seeing one. Yeah, yeah okay. I was getting it in. So you was um, in there butt naked with the little red, red, the red, the red draws. It was hot as a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. So you know, just you know, just staying busy, man. You know how it is, man. I know just, how just, it is. Just working hard, man. Got a couple more things, you know, on the horizon. So, you know, just you know, doing what we do, man. This is, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, um, you know, uh, you know. So what's next? What's going on? Listen, I, this is I a don't career. Know. This yeah. is a career. You know what I'm saying? It's not about. 
what I did before, it's about a body of work. It's about the and whole that's, And that's what we create. We create yeah. a body of work. That's you it. know what I'm saying? And and you're going to do this. Listen, I was talking to, the on the last show I just finished, I was talking to the executive producer, and he was like, look, man, between you and me, and he's an older white cat, uh, my man John Kreshman, and he was like, look, between you and me, we got over 50 years in this business. And wow, he said, wow. if, you can, if you can make it past 10 years and work consistently and never have another job, Right. Then, then you got a career. Right. It's as simple as that. You're good at what you do. Wow. It ain't a fluke. You know what I'm saying? Because I know a lot of cats that I came up with in the 90s, I don't see them no more. They ain't there. They just ain't there. They ain't there. Same with me. Guys right. that I came up with in the early 2000s that hit me, you know, on Facebook or right. on something. Right. About, it's good to still see you out there, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah man. This is a, it's what I do, man. It's what I've, I've, you know, and, it's, you I, know I and, it's, and it's the work, but it's also the work ethic. That you have on the set, it's how you you know gel with other people, how right. you establish relationships, you know, and then and people just learn to respect you. So when your name comes up, it's like, oh yeah, now I can see that. No doubt about it, for sure. No That's doubt awesome. about it. And I and and I've never heard anybody disrespect you to your face or behind your back. You know, in this in this industry, I've never heard people talking reckless. No, you actually have heard somebody disrespect me last time when I wanted to mash his face in. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give him oh, a pass. I ain't oh, going to put him oh, on black. Oh, oh, you're me. You're me. You're me. On your AM What was he doing? What was he doing? Bugging it out. What was he bugging out? What's wrong with that cat? I think he might have a drinking problem. I think he has an internal problem. He got problems, man, because I was standing there like, what you doing? That's what he told me. I was like, wow, really? I mean, I... I promise you, I was ready to take how come, off. How comfortable are uh, you feeling right now? Why are you feeling so comfortable? Why are you, you, feel, why are you feeling comfortable like that? You're feeling loose. Like you're feeling loose. You're feeling feeling loose. loose. Hey, you ain't my man like that. No, you don't have that. I say you. I say you. You ain't been to the house. Nah. You ain't been to the house. Once every 10 years You ain't been to the house. What are you doing? Don't talk slick. Don't even talk slick. Don't play like you're talking slick. I don't know why he did that. And we got a million cameras on. That's the only time, though. That's the only time. It's the only reason you're talking slick right now. And now, right when the cameras left, you want to talk about the poker and the one way. You want to talk. It's all jokes and fun and blah, blah, blah. Right. I don't face, know why he man. was wilding with that one. Well, he got a problem. He got yeah, a problem. He got, yeah, he's about I hear, to have a bigger problem. I heard, I heard that, problem. that about multiple. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. I heard that multiple times. About Sorry that, that we keeping y'all in the yeah, dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we can't. Yeah, we, we, well, we're positive brothers. So we're positive we're brothers. We ain't trying to hurt nobody. That's it. Right. Exactly. That's exactly. But yeah, no, I think that's I think that's key. And I tell you, having that career, I think one thing that I learned from you, something you told me early on, is that acting is a portal to so to in any world mm-hmm. it's Absolutely. a portal it's an opportunity to step into any world it mm-hmm. gives you license to learn about so much absolutely. stuff absolutely that you would never put yourself experience, in experience right? yeah yeah you learn different yeah. languages you oh, learn all, cultures all kind of you give travel i mean it, you have to be a different character if the people are going to believe you. if the people are going to believe you and you have to be believable and you have to you be have believable to be good so that's yeah. you know <laughs> then there's always that <laughs> but listen man you killing it on ballers though ah uh, no, thank you real, man. man i really you know i really like the show y'all thank doing you. your thing um i know you are having a good time having a good time i you hope know, they i hope know, we run it another you know Jasmine 5 years Delay getting married yeah man right. you talk about a love connection I chuck woolery over I'm there i'm going to tell you something funny about that too is that as my man donovan was here he came stopped through the ozone once and we were laughing because season one, mm-hmm. Jazz was getting out of a relationship. I know. And, uh, and you know, Dulé was actually trying to figure out where he was in, in his, his life in the right. game. Yeah, right. exactly. And But he had decided that that he had his eyes on it. So mm-hmm. he was trying to take her out. And she kept doing all this kid stuff where he would call her to take her out. 
And then she'll call me and Donovan talking about, hey, y'all trying to go get some tacos? We're going to be over at the womb, womb, womb. So okay. we're thinking it's a group activity. Like, all right, all right, whatever. Look like, yo, what y'all doing? Hey, we- <laughs> <laughs> what y'all doing? Why are you here? Then you're like, what's going on? I showed up. I show up and I see my man. I'm like, I'm embarrassed. Right. I show up, I see my man. I'm like, didn't make my tacos to go. go. I'm not. I wasn't even. You know what? I got something else to do. Look at the time. And and I told. I ended up telling her. I said, "Listen, I'm not playing referee. Dule in the end, Dule is my homeboy. Right. My boy. I actually like Dule. He's, He's my friend. Yeah, He's my a man. good dude. And yeah. also, Dule has my phone number. Right. Directly. I don't know if you saw, but Dule was out bowling with us, and we right. was, you know, we was hanging out on TV and all that right. stuff off campus. Dule is actually my friend. So if he wanted me to meet him up for tacos, right. he would have called me. He called me. He didn't call me. He right. called you he for tacos, you and for that tacos. means something totally different. Right. And now, obviously, the tacos led to margaritas, which okay. lead to, you know, all kind of lovely kind of stuff. Love stuff. Now, uh, now, love is love, and, <laughs> and we're getting ready for the, for the, for the nuptials. <laughs> the nuptials. Yo, let me ask you something. Who were you with at the game the other day? That was with Dave Winfield. That was oh. I was sitting with T. That was with T and Dave Winfield. Are you That's crazy. Yeah, I saw y'all over there. Yeah, he was, was on my right. I was right to you. Oh, right yeah. You. I, was at, I was at oh, the you game. He was there. Yes, and I you was, dipped. I, I did because I dipped like around the like seventh, eighth, something like that, right? Yeah, like yeah. eighth, oh, right there. Right, yeah, yeah, eighth. I, the same time. Yeah, I, I was hit like, you when I, I looked down. The traffic, man. Yeah, the same way, man. You crazy? You crazy? You crazy? Two hours in the parking lot. It, it, it was real getting there. Oh my goodness! It was so officially real. I don't care who I don't care. Yo, that was real. And Babe Ruth could be it on the radio. Babe Ruth. I don't care who it is. But you know what's funny? I was right to the right of y'all, like maybe like a couple rows back. But I was in like. You know, yeah. Just, and, and what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, when Edie, you hit me, Edie pointed you out. I didn't see Edie, y'all, I guess man. Because he was standing up or something. He said, "Yo, big O's over there." Soon as y'all looked down and you hit me, I hit you back. And then next thing I know, I I, I didn't hear from you. Next yeah, thing I know, I, you I, was I, like, I, "Yo, I, man, I, 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 I got the crib. Yeah, I got the crib. Right. I got the crib. Oh, you still at the game? You still at the game? Crazy. I'll see you next week. I'll see you at the other in the Ozone. We'll talk about the game. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you can see it's always love here in the Ozone. I want to leave love, you with love, a wisdom love. quote because uh, the, the two fellas in the room, along with Ernie, <laughs> but the two fellas on the mic in the room have uh, have taught me a lot about wisdom in my life, and I feel like this is a, uh, a fitting quote from Lee M. Brower. When we take on the attitude of arriving, we surrender our growth, productivity, and meaningfulness along with the opportunity to joyfully thrive. We're here, folks. We're here for you talking sports, talking life. This is the Ozone with our special guest, Makai Pfeiffer. Tune in. The Ozone. 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 I'm just living the dream.